The Diablo 4 gameplay hands-on previews are pouring in, and they sound very, very promising. I have a lot of information to break down for you. We're going to be combing over it all, discussing it throughout the live stream, but I put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the video. These are longer videos. They're longer streams, basically, so make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss out on everything that we discuss here. Consider also all the other ways of supporting the channel listed below. So we pulled this from wowhead.com. The story, the gameplay, and the combat. There's class and class design information, dungeons and strongholds, the renown system, crafting and gathering, wardrobe and transmog, world tiers and difficulty, graphics, look. They even talk about the console port. And then they give their conclusion. So I'm going to pull out the highlights for you because there's so much information out there. There's so many people sort of reacting and giving their thoughts to the Diablo 4 gameplay that they got their hands on. There is only B-roll footage available. There's not any sort of new gameplay or raw gameplay that the people got to record when they did their previews. So let's just talk story because I do know that is something that some people are completely not concerned with, but there are others who are very much concerned with the story in the Diablo universe. And they said that as long-time Diablo fans, they say that the approach to story hits the right notes. So it does the right things. They say it fully supports the overall dark fantasy vibe and it almost sort of forces you to feel like an average adventurer. That was something they said kind of came up multiple times. It really sets that tone well that you're just sort of an average adventurer. And they said there's small lore details throughout dialogue and items that you can find that they felt like made a big difference compared to earlier Diablo iterations. So they do feel as though the commitment and the elements of storytelling are better in this than the previous games. They said they finish uh, sort of the main story where it seeks to begin, and it says it's a true RPG experience. So the actual story of Diablo 4 is going to deliver that deep RPG experience. Now, they did talk about what they think is one of the greatest things about how they set the story up in that it is modular. And you might be like, well, what does that mean? Essentially, what they said was is that you can move to another act if you want to. You don't have to exhaust all of the story in a particular area or section. And they said, we would not recommend skipping what appears to be the pinnacle of Diablo storytelling uh, over the last two decades. So they're saying, this is the pinnacle of storytelling, all right? And they said, don't skip over it. Don't blast past it. And they said, also, story quests reward really good and often usable item rewards. So their recommendation is don't skip through, don't go flying through the story. Now they said, you know, why make it modular? Well, they said they, Blizzard knows, as well as many people know, some people are just sort of wanting to hack and slay their way through very sort of quickly and linear uh, and they don't necessarily want to do the whole stay a while and listen and get all of the different sort of notes of, uh, of lore. So they felt very strongly about the story. Now, if you're like, I don't really care about the story, I'm not really in it for the lore bits and all the nooks and crannies, I want to know about gameplay and combat. Well, they talked about that as well. The uh, They said that, that it felt incredibly good to play Diablo 4, not just compared to other Diablo games, 
but comparing it to current gen ARPG titles, action RPG titles. So they're saying, listen, this thing stacks up. It feels good against even all of the other games that are available out there. They said it doesn't just feel like a well-made upgrade to Diablo 3. They said compared to earlier Diablo versions, combat facing pacing feels natural uh, and it can become quite fast in very sticky situations. So you might notice in some of the B-roll that's rolling and you might notice in some of the, the reviews and feedback that you're seeing out there that the combat moves a little bit quicker at times. And they said that your choices really matter. The way that the enemies interact with you, the way that the combat unfolds, feels impactful according to your choices and the decisions that you have made. They said it's kind of hard to explain why it feels so good to play and to move around in the game, but they did want to provide two examples that they felt really added to the combat. And the first one has me very excited for a handful of reasons. I consistently talk about moment-to-moment combat in games and how many games fail to deliver combat fluidity or give the player enough sort of freedom and volition to mitigate damage. And when you give the player lots of freedom and abilities to mitigate damage, you can then sort of ratchet things up and make them more intense. Well, the good things that we're hearing from this wowhead com overview they said they give you an evade a sort of simple dash ability you may have realized in diablo mortal and other diablos not everybody has the ability to kind of like roll out of the way or dash out of the way and they said that the developers are able to introduce more complex monster mechanics early on because players will have this tool to deal with them they said additionally evade can be further customized with items through modifiers like a 40 percent increased movement for a few seconds after doing evade so that moment-to-moment combat in Diablo 4 is going to feel better, faster, and have a higher level of fluidity for one simple reason. They gave you a really nice ability that's just sort of baked into the combat flow, which I think is a great decision. Now, the second one might feel weird to say. These two things might end up feeling like these are so basic. Why are these being mentioned? You know, an evade, a dodge. Okay, cool. And then the world map. They said that the world map really made it feel like a fully-fledged role-playing game, and I think that's actually incredibly important. Uh, The way that they typically handle these types of games, the way they typically handle, you know, open world games is sometimes maps don't function all that well. Sometimes they're kind of ugly. Sometimes they're kind of hard to, you know, understand where you're supposed to go. So they said that this really is a great catalyst. If you're trying to have a proper MMO experience with the map serving as sort of a catalyst to understanding and navigating the world, they said that the world map is massive step up from the previous games, and it really adds to the large scope and RPG feel. You have to remember, Diablo 4 is striving to be an MMO. Now, they talked about classes and class design. The class design in Diablo 4, they said, feels like a natural step in the franchise. And the thing that should make many fans of Diablo happy, I'm hearing this from multiple sources, as well as the source that I'm reading from, it is a combination of Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. 
which should make people very, very happy. The skill tree combines the best of both former Diablo worlds, much like Diablo 2. Players are able to level up their main skills, enabling them to focus on a couple of specific and very powerful abilities. Each skill also has different upgrades, which is similar to the skill runes in Diablo 3. So they sort of built a hybrid, a middle ground between the two. They took the best of both worlds. That's a great way, I think, to bring Diablo forward. Now, many were concerned about respec costs, and the low respec costs in the early game has helped. They said it really helped them experiment and change things around. It helped them try out different things. Many people were worried about respec costs, but we're hearing that the respec cost early on is very low. Now, mid-30s is something where they feel you're going to get to the final nodes of each class tree, and I don't quite know what this means, given the long scope of this game and that these folks only played a portion of the game they said on average classes should be able to reach the final nodes of each class tree in their 30s so one has to hope that the paragon board and legendary items offer the same good feeling of making meaningful decisions as players did traveling through the skill tree so if you're going to hit that that early what's going to be sort of the power fantasy after that Then they went on to talk about Dungeons and Strongholds, which everything I've heard about Dungeons, I watched Force Gaming's video. I thought he had some great things to say. Was really excited to hear how excited he was after playing so much of the game. And he said, they said here in this article, from the very start of your first playthrough, it becomes obvious that Dungeons are at the dark heart of Diablo 4's gameplay loop. They said even up to level 25, the sheer variety of dungeon themes and layouts is impressive and they said it started to make sense why there was 150 dungeons they said we now understand blizzard's decision to announce diablo 4 will feature 150 unique dungeons it really feels like a new core feature so what are they like what are you what are you doing uh in these dungeons they said there's big end boss fights there's puzzles traps hidden switches rescue missions and much more will wait for players even in the early stages of progression now they gave an example they said listen if you want to know how many dungeons are in the game and what it feels like fractured peaks the one area they were able to hang out in featured 23 dungeons and they directly scale to character level and they will be reset after completion. There's also going to be random uh, or procedurally generated elements in the game. We don't know how that plays out yet. The 150 dungeons are obviously then replayable, but will they be doing some sort of procedural generation or randomization? We saw that in the rifts and the seasonal content in Diablo 3. We have yet to see exactly how that's going to play out in Diablo 4. Beyond dungeons, there are cellars and strongholds. Cellars are one-room mini dungeons. They provide a quick and dirty dungeon experience. And then strongholds fulfill the adventurer fantasy of you free a camp, from the spawns of hell and then it's a friendly hub with different NPCs and quests so that gives you that game impactful world impactful feeling of you're doing this thing out in the open world force gaming also talked about just being out in the open world random things happening and random things attacking him he said it felt very dynamic and that is encouraging in addition to all of this, there is the Renown system, and the Renown system will help have an undercurrent of progression that will also affect when you start alternate 
characters. So similar to World of Warcraft, you can earn renown by completing different activities or discovering side areas, and each zone has five renown tiers, and they also reward gold experience, and you can get skill points, paragon points, or additional potion charges. So they said that this really was sort of something that you didn't pay much attention to, but whenever you did an alt character, they said skill and paragon points earned through the renown system will be available to all of your future characters. The starting experience with the second or third character was vastly different and even more fun because you're able to go deeper into the skill tree much earlier. That is going to impact those of us that like to make multiple characters or get to the point where it's time to start fresh. Your paragon stuff I'm sorry, yeah, your uh, your skill and paragon points will have an effect there. Crafting and gathering is also a huge part of the game. They said that the crafting in Diablo 4 already looks much more complex on level 25 than it did in all of Diablo 3. There are some returning NPCs, uh, not necessarily the, the same characters, but they'll be like a, a blacksmith and stuff. But they talked about how all loot matters. Imprinting and extracting aspects, which are the powers of legendary items in Diablo 4, it enables players to make use of legendaries that would otherwise be just sort of thrown away, sold, or trashed. So you can sort of pull those things out and save them for later. Now, they couldn't test everything. There's an occultist, uh, which you can salvage sigils, and there's this endgame map thing that you do, and you turn a dungeon into a nightmare dungeon. They could not test that in the preview build. And then they talked about the alchemist, which they said was very useful. You can upgrade your health potion early on, and that really, really helps feel the difference in regen. You can also craft elixirs, and elixirs are consumables that can do things like increase resource regeneration, cooldown reductions, and things like that. But if you're going to want to make elixirs, you're going to have to gather materials. And they said gathering materials is very one-dimensional or skin, plants, monster parts, all these different things that you're gathering as you're out there. And similar to World of Warcraft, refining those materials is also a thing, right? You're going to refine them. You're going to need that for the higher level recipes, and that's going to add another level of grind and investment. Uh, another thing everybody likes to invest in is your wardrobe. And transmog. You gotta look cool in games like this. We all know this. We all know that the end game is the, you know, dressing up. And the wardrobe was one of their favorite character customization systems in Diablo 4's press review build. They loved it. They said that the system works a lot like transmog in World of Warcraft. Once you equip or salvage an item, it's just added to your wardrobe, okay? And you can have up to five outfits. These are called snapshots. You can kind of switch your outfit very quickly. In its current form, each item slot offers 33 different collectible variants and each item slot can be dyed with 12 different pigment patterns so in its current form each item slot offers 33 different collectible variants now i don't know what that means are there are there only 33 helmets like as far as what they look like that seems kind of like a low count but I guess you have to consider how many classes there are in the game, so I would like some more clarity on that. Uh, And they did offer one piece of feedback. They said the wardrobe system feels like it needs one thing, and one thing only to become a WoW transmog fan's dream. We need more variants and more snapshot slots. So more variants, it seems like they're they're maybe thinking the same thing I'm kind of thinking. It seems kind of small. It seems like that's not very many. In addition to the wardrobe uh, system and transmog being very good, they said early gear doesn't look like trash they said you'd think early game armor would just be looking bad to reflect the fact that it's low power but they said no 
They said it looks great. They said even the most basic sandals have impressive amounts of detail and they fit right into the dark, adventurous world of Sanctuary. Now, World Tears and Difficulty is handled very differently this time. It's not something you just do in a menu. It's not something you can just toggle anytime you want. You do have to go to a World Tier statue and toggle it. And they said that they could experience World Tier 1 and 2 and that's it. They said World Tier 1 is basically adventure mode. Very easy. Uh, Force Gaming in his video recommended, look, just do Tier 2. It's not that difficult. If you've ever played one of these games before, just set it to Tier 2. And they made the same recommendation in this Wowhead article. They said that Tier 2 poses a decent challenge and it slowed down gameplay tremendously, but it really, really helped because it gave them item upgrades and really helped things move along. Uh, And graphics and look. So last but certainly not least, the graphics and the look. Now, they were honest and they said, listen, we are not in-depth game testers. They said our experiences are subjective. Uh, but with their performance on high settings with a three-year-old graphics card looked more than acceptable with the frame rate being in the 7 to 90 range. They did say, hey, listen, experiences are subjective, so wait for the official specifications from Blizzard, right? And then, oh, lastly, they talked about the console port. They said they really shouldn't even have this label as a console port. They said playing Diablo 4 on a PS5 does not feel like a ported version of the game. They said it's obvious that it was developed for both PC and consoles from the very beginning. They said controls felt very intuitive and snappy and that goes for navigating UI and everything else. So that's basically everything. Their conclusion, okay, their conclusion was this was a great start this current iteration is definitely what was needed for the franchise they said they have combined the best of both worlds they said the development team took a lot of the great ideas from diablo 2 and 3 merged them and put them in the diablo 4 and the result engaging with systems like dungeons or the skill tree feels fresh and exciting so i am very exciting excited reading all of this i'm very excited reading all of this i really really think it sounds to me as if they're absolutely nailing it, they're na- they're they're nailing the, uh, the 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 systems. They're nailing the feel of the game. Uh, you know, they're they're nailing that aspect of loot grind, of feeling empowered, uh, of feeling like you are in charge. Uh, I really liked how they said that, like your choices, your choices will really really impact everything going on. Um, and they, you know, they said that. Their choices in their build impacted the flow of combat. I loved hearing about the dodge and the evade. I I talk about this all the time, right? I talk about mitigating damage, getting away from damage. It's so important in games like this. So, guys, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. That's one of my longest show opens I've ever done, but there was so much information to comb through. What do you think? What are your thoughts? What are you hearing Are you hearing good things, bad things, encouraging things? Where does this put you on the sort of excitement track uh, in general with this game? Uh, Stu3 starting things off, renewing their membership. Thank you so much. Guys, we started a new incentive. If you hit 25 members for the day, I gift five members to the community. So that's what that goal is there for. It's a great way to celebrate uh, and pay it forward. And we appreciate everybody being a part of what we do here and uh we love hearing from you go through your morning rituals as well don't be on top chat you won't see what everybody's saying 
switch to live chat smash all the buttons like and subscribe and everything uh you have to be a subscriber to talk in my chat and i would love to hear from everybody about what they think about this game it's okay but far from perfect says wild dreams chris uh christopher says it sounds great now let's all manage our expectations right i don't want to be the hype man i don't i don't want to be the hype man i don't want to get people too excited but everybody seemed very apprehensive everybody seemed on the fence and i'll I'll reference force gaming he was one that expressed a lot of concern right he was sort of like i don't know i'm hearing kind of bad things i'm hearing boredom i'm hearing repetitious i'm I'm, you know we're worried about the microtransactions yo a ten dollar tip from freddie jackson i don't know how to tell you how i feel but frick and hype thank you so much for the ten dollar tip and also for using that uh, all those emotes imori hitting a 15 month milestone as a member welcome back noberto doing a vip and imori did a member plus great way to start my day tuning into the daily talk show and then the game awards don't forget we're one of the official co-streamers of the game awards we will be co-streaming it this evening our second talk show today will be my predictions about what's going to happen Oh no, you should have done the intro using the voice of the old man from the Diablo games. Yeah, stay a while and listen. Diablo 4 sounds incredibly promising. I ain't imagining... uh, I ain't managing crap, says Big Mad Mo. I'm hyped right now. Need to hurry up so I can play. Will all the classes have the dodge or will it only be on specific classes like the Demon Hunter? That is the good news. Everybody gets dodged. That's one of the things they talked about. And when I read it, I'm not kidding you. I got excited. I was like, this is one of the things that I've talked about. I've talked about this in games. You get, If you want to have good moment-to-moment combat, if you want to have good combat fluidity, you've got to give me the ability to get out of the dadgum way. Give me that quickness, right? Uh, we're going to want that uh, early access. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is apparently... We have some new information coming from Insider Gaming. Uh, The Diablo 4 Standard Edition, there will be pre-order bonuses, early access to open betas, Messenger of Light for Diablo 4. Diablo 4 Standard Edition includes Diablo 4 for the PS4, PS5, uh, Immortal Cosmetic Set, Winged Darkness, Reddish Brown. Uh, Then there's the Diablo 4 Ultimate Edition, which will give you early access to open betas, as well as up to four days of early access until Diablo 4 release date. Uh, And then the Ultimate Edition includes a bunch of cool things that I don't think is worth reading because we have no idea what it is. You can also accelerate the release of the Seasonal Battle Pass uh, with a premium Season Battle Pass unlock, 20 tier skips, and one cosmetic item. Then there is the Deluxe Edition, which is the early access to the betas and up to four days of early access to the game and then a bunch of extra cosmetics uh and then you get the release in the seasonal battle pass now according to this according to this leak and according to this insider insider information the diablo 4 release date is june 5th on xbox series x s xbox one playstation 4 playstation 5 and pc so the diablo 4 release date has not been announced but according to insider gaming it is june of next year june the 5th right there in the middle of the day who wants to start us off and be the first coffee order or be the first member to move that goal i forget these are these are lucid storm i do need to update a couple of things 
uh, a couple of commands. If you guys have ever uh, liked my glasses, we rotate them, and I am wearing a different pair today, and I have now updated that. Thank you so much, everybody who uh, supports what we do here. We appreciate it very, very much. And uh, we have a handful of sponsors that we always want to make sure and let you guys use those commands. Uh, We don't do a lot of streams that are like, this stream is sponsored by this, but we just let you know, hey, we've got all this great stuff that we are, uh, all these great people that we are partnered with, and the commands are now updated because the shirt comes from Into the AM and the glasses are from Gamer Advantage. Can't believe the toxicity here. So anti-company and anti-worker needs to be supporting them and showing positivity towards this game. Kappa, that's right. I would love some coffee, but I'm waiting for my Frickmas. Yeah, apparently, it's, you know, it's always something, isn't it? It's always something with these freight companies. They're like the lazy guy who can you know, just never, ever, you know, pull himself up by his bootstraps. Oh, traffic. Uh, it was supposed to be here yesterday, and I guess there was a snowstorm, and instead of letting everybody know that their shipments would be late, they just kind of let you sit around and wait. So it'll probably be here Monday. If it gets here before Monday, I will be shocked. It's currently in Kansas. And, you know, I would like to say that we're not in Kansas anymore with the coffee, but, you know, that's where it is right now. Yes, I know what I'm buying my son for his 14th birthday now. That's two days after his birthday, and he will think I only bought myself a copy. That's right, that's right. I kind of got really bored of Diablo 3, so I don't see anything they're doing to stop me from getting bored of Diablo 4, so I think I will pass on the game. I just, I think in general, games like this, you're always going to hit a point where you just need to take a break and then come back fresh. Like, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Diablo 4 gameplay content loop hooks you if you just spend some time away from these games, right? Yo, what's good, Feed? Good to see you in the chat. And I'm seeing another game right now that's trying to do live service that just has this massive narrative forming from its from its audience and its content creators that like this is just the same thing over and over again. And at one level, yeah, that's what these games do. But at another level, I do think breaks help. Because if I was if I was a Diablo 3 fanatic right now I, tr- I played Diablo 3 a couple of times with my wife we did seasonal characters I didn't like how much it focused on solo play you had to constantly go and do things by yourself like beat this level of a rift you know uh, 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 by yourself and I was like I'm trying to play with my wife I don't I don't understand so we, we, we didn't play but let's just imagine that I was just diving into Diablo 3 every dadgum night I'll tell you what I would do I would stop playing around... What is the camera doing? I would stop playing around around January, right? I would stop playing around January. And the reason I would do that is that would give me six months to cleanse my palate, to play other games, to, you know, to not go through that feeling that you're feeling. Hang on one second. Yeah, the autofocus is acting so dumb again. I turned on the facial tracking and it worked great yesterday and then now today it's being dumb again. Like, I don't know why it thinks that's a face. 
I don't know why. I swear to frick, I want to put something else there because it's not the joystick doesn't cause it. It's it's whatever it, it it thinks that logo is is a face, and I just do not understand why it thinks that. It's like I I know I'm wearing glasses, but like I, I'm I'm I, ha- I have a face. Like I said in the Discord last night, I wanted to play Diablo three, but hearing about the auction house killed my interest, and it never came back. Anything they showed that is like that. Oh no. No. They won't do they will they won't be doing anything like that. They won't. I, there's literally no way. There is absolutely no way they ever do anything like that ever again. I I can't I just can't see it. That would just be the most odd choice for them for them to do that. I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think so. They, they've not said anything about an auction house. The auction house almost destroyed the Dadgum franchise. Right, I mean, two years later, the auction house was gone. Loot 2.0 was live. Hey, our first coffee order of the day. A bag of Frickmas and a bag of light. I feel to despair. Thank you so, so much. Appreciate that. I'm downloading Diablo 3 again. I haven't played it in months. Uh, but um, this Diablo talk is giving me the itch, says Greg. Anyone been trying the PvP Elden Ring update? It's been really fun uh, as a viewer and a player really smart to release it right now I we will talk about that in my game award predictions uh, stream that's our second talk show today Uh, we'll talk about that guys if you are just now tuning in we are talking about Diablo 4 gameplay hands on previews I am pumped I'm hearing good things I want to know what you're hearing I want to know you know what's the general consensus out there from the people uh, that you follow from the blogs that you read. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you're subscribed. That way you can talk in our chat. That's like the only thing we require to talk in our chat. We don't really do members-only chats. Uh, we do member segments, but that's when I take my lunch break. I hang out with the members and we do some fun stuff. Uh, but we do not do that with our chat yet. I don't I don't feel the need to do that yet. Do you think that they will have content like four-party endgame raids? Like in Lost Ark, Lost Ark, or Endgame bosses that would be soloed, like in Epoch. I mean, at this point, I think if they're going to do something like that, it's going to be later on down the line, because I think what they're trying to do. If you want a theory, I'll give you my theory on Diablo Four gameplay. The the live service elements, they want to nail the content loop first before they start adding all this other stuff. Does that make sense? If you're if you're going to do let's just say raids or really hard content, you know, that you you've got you got to dive into or whatever. I would think that you want to get the foundation correct first. I I think what's what's been happening with some of the other games out there is everybody's in the grind, everybody's doing the thing, and they're only doing it to get to the end game. Does that make sense? So, one of the dilemmas I have I have felt over the years with live service games is if you structure everything around let's say, a raid. Okay? Then that's all anybody focuses on. And what ends up happening is, not that's not all anybody focuses on, but what ends up happening is people sort of orbit around that in their grind they're they're they've got to get leveled up they've got to get the best gear they've got to figure out what the meta is because they're going to go run this raid 
And the real danger there is, is that, well, then does the rest of this content matter? And I think what Diablo 4 is doing that's actually quite brilliant is it's structured in a tier level. So once you get really strong or once you're trying to do endgame grind, you're not looking at the game in such a unidimensional way. You're like, well, that all that matters is the raid. Well, no, that's not all that matters. There, there's there you you need to be grinding all these other things you need to be going for all of the best loot or all the best sets or whatever all the dungeons all the tier levels they all matter in perpetuity instead of all of the content being a means to an end the content is the end i i think most live service games miss that miss that forest for the trees they create a content loop that is a means to an end So the content loop becomes a mechanical exercise. It becomes something that is engaged with coldly or brute forced or people try to figure out how to navigate it in an exploitative way and then everyone turns on the game. Do you want to know why people get burned out on content loops? Because they use the content loop like a tool instead of the content loop being something that that they, they enjoy and marinate in. Are you saying that is why Endgame has to be structured around player mastery rather than content? No, I'm saying Endgame should be structured around a healthy and diverse content loop as opposed to the Endgame being a destination that you get to by running over the content loop. Do you see the difference? It would, it would be like, it's like you build all this content and you build all these content loops and all these areas for people to go and then they play in a way where that content is a means to an end. It's not something they enjoy. So that's what I'm seeing in Diablo 4 that makes me say, this is how you do it. This is how you nail endgame. The endgame itself needs to be a healthy content loop. And I think, traditionally speaking, if you look at uh, if you look at Anthem, if you look at Destiny, and you look at Division, a lot of the complaints they're all attached to something similar. They're all attached to something similar. And what is that thing that they're attached to that's similar? It's that the content loop itself it isn't healthy. It's a means to an end. So let's look at Anthem. Anthem's content loop had nothing on the back end of it. Well, that's not healthy. Why am I doing all these things? Why am I running all this content? There's nothing on the back end of this game. It's like pushing a rock up a hill and instead of seeing it roll down the other side and getting to enjoy the fruits of your labor, you push the rock up a hill and then it just falls off. It's like, well, that's the end, I guess. The Division had similar issues in the Division 1 and the Division 2. You do all this work and the content loop itself is a means to an end and then when you get to the end game or you get to the really really hard content or you get to the raids well now what are you going to do you just shrunk your whole game to like two activities right now i know division two did really good things with loot intentionality and loot farming and making the whole game matter and i think that really is the ticket and if you look at destiny a lot of the hardcore fans run into the same problem The content is a means to an end, so they don't enjoy it. It's just, do this, then this, then this, and repeat, 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 right? Do that, 
so that that way you can go run the raid or the dungeon or whatever. So what you end up doing is you have all this content, you shrink it down, you turn it into a linear exercise, and then, well, now this is all that matters. Raid dungeon, raid dungeon, raid dungeon. And so when I look at Diablo 4 and I hear 150 dungeons, and I hear you can grind for a material that'll turn those dungeons into nightmare dungeons, and I hear all loot matters because you can pull something off of it that you might want later. It's like they're creating purpose, depth, and meaning to every square inch of the game, which is incredibly important. If Diablo 4 walked out and did the same thing that all these other games do is you can play through the story and then once you're leveled up, you're strong enough to get into the really hard content and the really hard content has all the good loot, it would be the same thing. It would be, here's the bulk of the content in the world and you know what everybody does? They fly through it, throw it over their shoulder and then they live in like this teeny circle. This is all they do. This is it. You have this massive game, and this is where they live. Well, that's not healthy. That's disproportionate. And the beauty of what I'm seeing in Diablo 4 is, even the most casual player to the most hardcore player, there's so much breadth and variety and things to do, you're not going to have that weird disjointed feeling where the most hardcore players live in a tiny playground, Oh, and then, then the casuals just get to do whatever they want. To be fair, no one has seen the end game yet. But that's that's not true. We have end game details, Detom. We haven't seen it, but we have details on structure. As far as nightmare dungeons go and world tier and what's required to level up in world tier, that is exactly what I'm talking about. I, they, they've outlined the structure of this game's content loop and how it goes up, and it is not going to be that tried and true fly through the game, then you're done, then you live in this teeny circle. The closed beta was the end game. It's all they have been testing. Uh, but that's not what this preview was. The previews were the first 25 levels in the first section of the game. The structure of that flow. The, 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 the end game beta testing, that's not what we're discussing today. And the end game beta testing again was limited. We were hearing, we were hearing from the beta testing, we were hearing not so great things, we were hearing, oh, it was boring. There were other people that said they played literally the entire time of the closed beta, right? I said, this is everything. And my pushback when someone said, there's not enough variety in the end game. there's only four activities, right? There's only four things to rotate through, like the Nightmare Dungeons and PvP, and I forget the two, the, the, the two other things that are listed, right? person saying no one has played the end game oh 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 yeah paul's pushing back on somebody saying we don't we no one has seen the end game yet and that's not fair the the most recent beta was the end game now i understand what paul was saying i thought paul was like disagreeing with me i was like i don't understand uh now i understand um guys if you're enjoying the show there's a handful of things you can do to help me if you've enjoyed the last 38 minutes of uninterrupted content we don't run ads here and the reason we're able to do that is because of all the dope people that support There's multiple ways to do it. Consider doing all of the various things, even if it's something free, like clicking a button, like the like button. I think the modular campaign and seasons will provide a diverse experience. The player can play the campaign in a different order each time. Yeah, they talked about that at Wowheads. They're like, don't skip stuff, right? They're like, don't skip stuff. There's good stuff in the story. Don't go blasting past the story. 
wasn't the beta limited to friends and family yeah and it was yeah it wasn't it wasn't uh wasn't very my yeah that was another one of my pushbacks against some of the negative feedback on the beta i was like it's supposed to be this giant living mmo so world bosses world events public events probably weren't that exciting because you didn't have like this this living robust world you had like you and you and like a small instance of 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 people in a server story never engages me in diablo well they said in this breakdown at wowheads they said listen the story is excellent it's it's got a lot of content right welcome back creature as a member plus appreciate that so so much chat if you're a member like creature man spam that lono dope it's a thumbs up emo we got to remind some people what they got to do they have definitely seen endgame they haven't seen endgame story though yeah endgame story is usually not a large concern for folks that are thinking about endgame usually if someone's thinking about endgame they're 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 thinking about like raids they're thinking about dungeons they're thinking about content loops things like that there we go there's a bunch of there's a bunch of thumbs up we gotta wake we gotta wake some people up y'all are sleeping today y'all aren't, y'all aren't pushing the buttons push them buttons you see the recent interview with X management who worked on Diablo and said in past games the DLCs are designed six years before the actual games come out what do you think true or not well I don't know how true that is the, the inside information that I saw about the Diablo 3 DLC that doesn't line up with the stuff that I read the stuff that I read was they had the um, they had they had the uh, the the Reaper of Souls stuff was built and then there was another it was another thing that they were trying to do and it got cancelled and shelved it didn't sound to me like that was something that was being built for six years does that make sense being able to play story missions again at your current level would be great as well for endgame content. Yeah, I, I sometimes think that that's another missed opportunity, Christopher, in games. It like get get a lot out of your capital, right? Get a lot out of your, you know, all the things that you build. I always criticize Destiny for that. I was always like, you guys build these amazing campaigns and stories and then we play them one time. And so I don't necessarily know if there's going to be like a new game plus thing where you go back and play through and all of the the missions are harder. I'm currently playing Dismantle with my wife. It's like a survival kind of zombie top-down game. And there's something that we can do in each area of the game. We can turn this thing on to where if we kill the zombies, they don't come back when we rest. But then after we're done doing all that, we can do this thing that it respawns all of them and they're much harder and they offer more XP and stuff. So, I do think rhythmically combing back over your game and saying, can we do a second pass here? Can we give people something else to do? Can we pe- can we give people a reason to replay this? I, I think that can uh, I think that can be very, very useful at times. Over 400 people here. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'd love to hear from you if you're a Diablo fan. Uh, make sure and hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat. We're a very interactive uh, stream. I am safe for work as well. You're not going to hear me swearing on the broadcast and we do not run ads during the live streams. What we do is we use members instead and a membership is something very different on YouTube. If you have questions about that, feel free to ask uh, and that goal makes me gift. So, you might get one if you're here a lot. New Game Plus in Diablo is starting a new character. 
I think a lot of people look at it that way. I do. I think a lot of people look at it that way. They're like, oh yeah, I've, yeah I'm, I'm kind of done with my barbarian. It's time to, you know, start a mage. Personally, I love the lore of Diablo. The story is fantastic, but in the game, it's a bit like from software game where you have to put a lot of effort in to understand what is going on. I saw somebody recently say that they were surprised that Diablo 4 reminded them of Elden Ring more than they thought it was going to. Now, I don't know what they were talking about. I don't know where they taught were they talking about the the what were they talking about? Were they talking about the open world? Were they talking about exploration? I'm back. I heard you say Game Awards coverage. When does that start today? We will be live this evening, I believe, at 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll go live around 7 p.m. Eastern this evening. My second talk show today will be Game Awards show, uh, Game Awards predictions. And so make sure you guys are subscribed. Make sure your bell button's checked. Really great way to not miss out on content is to be in the Discord or follow me on Twitter. The Discord is Reforged TV. So is Twitter. Make sure you're, you know, you can follow me on any platform, Instagram, you know, the Click Clock app. Uh, those those apps are also Reforged TV. I'm excited for the story. Riker said the cinematically uh, and story was impressive so far. More weaving the story into gameplay rather than just cinematics. I read the same thing from WoWheads. They said they felt like the story was more interwoven into the sort of the the lore items that you find. Like you're moving around. Are you East or CST? I am East. Did I not say East? I usually say Eastern. Sorry. Uh, yes. 7 p.m. Eastern. I feel like I said that. Maybe I didn't. I, I try to make a habit of saying that. Uh, if they said Diablo reminded them of Elden Ring, they were they were talking about being confused. I don't know where I saw it. I saw somebody quote it in, in the Discord. Uh, I saw somebody quote it in the Discord. Um... You made that. You added that short to the to the playlist to the game the game news updates playlist. I don't know if you meant to do that on updates creature. I, that looks awful. Um, I think oh, like, <laughs> the short doesn't look awful. The videos don't look awful. Having a short in a playlist with regular thumbnails, I I hate that. I think it looks gross. Um, I think open world elements, uh, but it could very well be how Diablo. You have to read weapon backstories and lore on your own. Oh, they might have been talking about the lore, right? There's a lot of lore baked into items and and nooks and crannies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is driving me absolutely crazy. I'm I'm gonna see if zooming in more helps with that. I I just the the, the freaking autofocus is driving me absolutely insane. It just doesn't make any sense. I clean the lens. I turn the face stuff on. Like it, it, there's a, it's a face in the center of the camera. There should be no reason that it's auto focusing anywhere else. It's like I'm right here. I'm not like, I'm not like going like this and running around the room. I don't have a Britney mic on. Gee, many Christmas. I'm gonna punch a camera in its toe. The open world exploration has a ton of extras to find and a lot of caves that are actually pretty robust dungeons. So if that's like Elden Ring. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said that um, in the in the in the breakdown that I read, they were like, man, it, there was just so much stuff to find and, and so much purpose. Oh, Barrier's got the quote. 
Playing Diablo 4 is much closer to playing Elden Ring. Muted colors, broken people, broken buildings are all over the place. Violin strings fill the space as you poke around the open world in dungeons, but then a treasure goblin pops out and you're a cat who heard the crinkle of a bag of treats. Diablo is still an RPG where you make loot pop out of demons like pinatas. I trust From Software to nail an absurd, gloomy fantasy world with bipedal mushrooms that punch you into another dimension. But these days, Blizzard isn't as practiced at it. I'm not. That that that's this last sentence doesn't make sense. I don't know. The last part of it doesn't make any sense. A Panasonic S1 does the same thing. It drives me mad sometimes. Yeah, I literally watched a guide on how to do the face tracking thing, and it's like it, it's supposed to be able to like if I'm if I'm doing this, it's supposed to like follow my face and it just doesn't it just it does a very poor job of it oh they have cool easter eggs in the cat like a cow level will they add more world bosses or even add more bosses to future endgame content I don't know but I think it's a safe assumption that yes they will I think the Diablo 4 endgame will do a couple of things as seasons progress I think you will see breadth and I think that you will see depth, right? I think you will see this sort of idea of like, we've got a new activity, we've got new levels, we've got new gear sets, we've got new whatever. And I think beyond that, you're going to say, I now can also go back and do these other things and still get stuff. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think they're just going to be like, hey, new level cap run riffs I don't think so my personal theory is that the 150 dungeons are going to come into play somehow there'll be some kind of a randomizer do you know what I'm saying so instead of it being like oh here run a nightmare dungeon I think you'll run like a dungeon that is you know chaos dungeons from something Where? what is that from in any case run this dungeon with a bunch of random modifiers and random enemies and then there'll be some crazy hard boss at the end. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they're going to take that rift technology that they developed in Diablo 3 and they're going to bring it over and then you're going to have this sense of, oh yeah, this is this is great. This is this is a, a repurposed, a reinvigoration of so much content. Is Chaos Dungeon a Lost Ark thing? It all hinges on the end game for me. If it's just repeating campaign content, I can't see me really engaging with it. Jaggy, there's no information to point to the fact that that's what you're going to be doing. In fact, somebody said this morning they want that and they've said nothing about it. The end game does not hinge on you replaying campaign content. They haven't said that or intimated that. They've said that there's four main activities that you will do in Diablo 4's end game. Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. I have an article that I had and I used it the other day and it outlined the four things. It's PvP, Nightmare Dungeons, Whispers of the Dead, and Helltide. So, and there's going to be more endgame content with the seasonal updates. Yo, McDiesel jumping back in as a member and it's a member plus. Guys, this goal over here, who's, who's wanting to get this started? This thing's looking sad over here. If you hit 25, I gift five. So we pay it forward to the community. The more you watch, the more likely you might get a gifted membership. So be here as often as you can. If you can't afford a membership, that's a great way to put yourself in line to get one. 
and a member is a member there's no difference between gifted and paying members we were going to try that and we decided not to so if you get a gifted membership you'll get into all those member streams I just hope that they spent the last six years working on the game and not just working on the cash shop I highly doubt that anything we've seen lends credence to that being a problem right maybe it's the maybe it's the light balancing thing hang on Let's let's see let's see if that does it. Maybe the light balancing will help the autofocus. Probably not. Hey, the blindfold truth is going to start us off with the first five of the day. You guys can honestly, you guys can obviously do a membership on your own. You don't have to wait for gifted. But thanks for starting things off. Blindfold truth, wild dreams, the slickness, Eric Hayes, perfect storm gaming, and Aqua. 113. If you just got gifted a member and you want to pay it forward and start a little train, feel free to gift five as well. <clears throat> Diablo 4, 15 minutes of new gameplay. Mage, Rogue, and Barbarian from Eric's. Is he just using the B roll? I feel like he's probably just using the B roll. Oh, that was four minutes ago. Yo, what's going on, Oh, golly. Sorry, I just blew your eardrums out. My uh, my Chrome is supposed to be muted, and it wasn't. I apologize. Uh, DY for the gift. Six months from Kale, and she's at a VIP. She said, good morning, Lono and chat. Looking forward, forward to trying out the Frickmas for the first time. Thank you so much, Kale. I appreciate that so, so much. I, I don't want to watch his video with you guys. He literally just posted it. Um... We'll watch like a clip. We'll watch like maybe a minute or two. And then I'll wait. Oh, that's all the B-roll? Oh, well, then I don't care. If he's just reposting the B-roll, right? Uh. Oh, yeah. This is the same stuff we watched this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. I'll just I'll just re I'll just reopen the one that I had. I had one that I was watching uh, this morning that I thought was gr- you know was great footage. It was uh, it's from Cross uh, Cross A Gaming, I guess. Uh, yeah. So we were we were looking at this this morning. This kept rotating in and out when I was talking uh, this morning. I watch uh, Eric's from my Monster Hunter weapon guides and some stuff on another games. New stuff is high level. Uh, it's new stuff, high level. All right. They didn't let them record. Yes, they did not let them record uh, game footage. So this is just all B-roll. So. Well, if zooming in is not going to help, I don't want it that super zoomed in. Looks pretty sweet. The lighting's on point. Yeah, here we get a look at the character creator. Here we get a look at the character creator in Diablo 4. Now, obviously, this looks like a classic RPG character creation screen, and you won't see much of this. And I, I mean, I guess when you go to the menu, you will see this. There you go. That's the character creator. I think he shows a little bit more later as well. Um, uh, wow something website has all the footage listed oh wow head looks pretty sweet lighting's on point I think he's good for Monhun just an enthusiast will there be a demo 
uh, there will be an open beta. So right now, the Diablo 4 release date, according to Insider Gamer, is June the 4th or June the 6th. It's it's like early June. And if you pre-order, right? If you pre-order, you will get early access to the game and early access to uh, the beta as well, both. Greg Brimstone says, don't forget to thumbs up the video. 400 plus of us are here. Thank you, Greg, for reminding everybody. And thank you again uh, for starting us off today. The Blindful Truth, getting us a little bit closer to the daily goal. You're the best. Everybody that got a little chingering, like if you got alerted that you're a member, make sure you get into our Discord so you don't miss out on the content. We do daily streams just for you with little fun segments. And then I also do a Friday night stream with my my wife. Hey, Quintar is going to do five more. Chris Goyan, Grizzly Adams, Carlos Depaz, Leonidas, and the doctor's office. Well, nobody likes to go to the doctor's office, so the doctor's office comes to you here, apparently. Thank you so much for that, Quintar. Getting us a little bit closer. Very, very generous. Just a reminder that this was something that Wheezy suggested. We tried it yesterday, and it went amazing. If we hit 25, I gift five to pay it forward and to say thank you. Never played a Diablo game, but my question is, Chaos Bane any good? Oh, uh, what is that? That's a Warhammer game, isn't it? I've heard mixed reviews of Chaos Bane. Right? I think the problem is, anytime you touch a Warhammer game, you're you're touching something that's going to be, you know, uh, uh, potentially thin, right? Potentially thin? Just like, I don't know. They're, They're trying to use the Warhammer name. Possible. It's very, very possible. Pre-order access in a game like this is pay to win in a game like Diablo, just saying. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's a complete misuse of the term pay to win. Um, And we can argue that objectively. That's not subjective opinion. That's fact. Getting into a game early is not you purchasing power that will have any effect in the PvP landscape. If you're let like, PvP is endgame. So if your contention is that, well, I'm gonna jump into the endgame PvP fights right away and I'm gonna get killed by somebody who paid to get in early, then your your argumentation on pay to win is backwards. Pay to win is when you buy direct power that gives you an advantage in the fight. An early start is not because you can catch up and close the gap naturally. Five more gifted members from the blindful truth. Glacian, Michael Montenegro, Smooth Jazz, Filta, and Zephyroth. You guys all got gifted members. We are now really close to that daily goal where I have to gift. By the way, if we hit 25 and you keep going, I have to keep doing it. Every 25 members, I have to do this. I don't think getting early access to Diablo 4 is pay to win, but I do not like it for Diablo 4 personally. Yeah, it's not pay to win. Pay to win is the most overused, most diluted and and watered down phrase now. It has no power or punch. People called paying to progress pay to win. Like, oh, I, I'm going to pay to do a shortcut here. Oh, it's pay to win. No, it's not. Pay to win is a gamer colloquialism was born out of the idea that I could go into a cash shop, spend money and have an advantage in a, in a game and you couldn't get that advantage without spending money. It creates a culture where you must pay to win. It's not pay to win because you get an early head start on something. That's stupid. 
is it pay to win for somebody to get early access to the game and then they get to play way more than you and they get ahead of you well then is it also pay to win if they take a week off of work and you don't because they're rich and they can afford to take the time off and they have more money than you and then they get to play for an entire week and get way ahead of you and beat the snot out of you in PvP well that's not fair they got to play more than me okay it is in Diablo no it's not you haven't substantiated your position you just keep saying the same thing over and over again time is power in Diablo pay to progress is pay to win no pay to progress is not pay to win pay to progress is pay to progress The reason we need to have different terms for different things in the gaming world is, if you call everything pay to win, guess what happens? The more insidious and the more nasty pay to win practices, they get lumped in and put in the same category as pay to progress. And do you want to know what that's going to do? That's going to lull people to sleep. Oh, pay to win's not that bad. People called Lost Ark pay to win, and it was basically just pay to progress. And then you play another game that's direction one-to-one pay-to-win and it's insidious and it's gross and they're like yeah pay-to-win's not that big of a deal everybody said this other game had pay-to-win you are quite literally diluting language and making communication difficult because you want to use an easy like gamer hater piece of language like instead of having like nuance and thoughtful commentaries it's all pay-to-win Okay. The, the 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 phrase was born out of I paid money in order to win and it has fostered a culture where other pe- people feel like they must pay money in order to win. 2 2 to 3 weeks, 2 to 3 weeks into the life of of this game no one's gonna be like i can't win pvp because a a a while ago uh all these people got a head start no one's gonna freaking say that no one's gonna say that you consider genshin pay to win yeah because it's a gotcha game just buying time is the most valuable resource in the world but they're not enabling you to buy time in perpetuity that's the mistake that you're making by calling early access pay to win. By calling early access pay to win in Diablo 4, you just put early access on the same level as Immortals Insidiousness. Stop it. That's exactly why you have to have these categories. The minute you start calling everything pay to win, you're making it really, really hard to educate people on why pay to win is so bad. Pay to progress is buying time, pay to win is buying power. They are two different things. Thank you. For that dividing line it's a massive difference one is insidious and poisons in a systemic way it poisons the game because everyone's like i can't win why because johnny credit card bought all this stuff and he's winning every game in the sports games it happens in diablo immortal it likely happens right the game is insidious it's in it's like it's a culture of I must pay to get stuff. We'll have to agree to disagree. We don't have to agree to disagree because you're wrong. It's not about agreeing to disagree. You're objectively wrong. And here's another reason that you're wrong. Everybody can pre-order the game. 
I'm not spending more money than you. That's what pay to win also intimates is that I'm spending more money than you. I went into a cash shop and spent $10 and got something that helps me beat you. Me buying the game and pre-ordering it and you refusing to pre-order it. That's your choice. That's your choice. We could both, you could, you're going to spend the money anyway. If you spend the $60 a week prior and I spend it a month prior, we're equals. We both get in early. We both get in early. Your refusal to pre-order is a choice. So if you're that committed to Diablo and you're that concerned about Diablo PvP gameplay and you're that concerned about Diablo 4 pay to win, why wouldn't you just pre-order? We're both spending the same amount of money. Lono at full father and it's only 10-15 Eastern. James Wolfgang with seven months of membership. Reforge member plus, my man. Pay to win, as I understand it, is buying something that is blatantly better than anything else I can get via gameplay. Also, seven month milestone, woot woot. The doctor's office just hit five months thanks to a gifted member. Thank you for the gifted membership and thank you for being here, doctor's office. Good morning, everyone. Have a great day, y'all. It's ludicrous. It's ludicrous to call pre-order early access pay to win. It's ludicrous because you could do it and then we're equals. Pay to win is not that idea. Pay to win is the idea that you go to a shop and you spend more money than me and therefore you are stronger than me and that's why you win. Game Awards start around 7.30 p.m. Eastern. We're going to go live around 7 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you're subscribed with the bell button pressed. If you're enjoying the dialogue, the banter, and the back and forth, we keep it respectful. We have sharp disagreements, but we keep it respectful. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Make sure you've pressed the like button. Consider becoming a member or gifting members. We're already close to our goal. You do pay more for access early. Early access to open betas. Early access to open betas. Up to four days of early access until release date. Okay, that's a leak. I... I have, a, I have a sneaking suspicion that anybody who pre-orders gets in early. I have a sneaking suspicion. That we're, we're, we, we, I don't want to go I don't want to go on record, but I don't if they're gonna give four days of early access for the ultimate edition and if you pre-order the standard edition you don't get early access, then I actually do have a problem with that. I, I misunderstood. I thought as long as you pre-order the game, you got in early. If I have to buy the Ultimate Edition to get in four days early, frick you. Frick you. It was on a survey about early access. I think it's 100% real. I ain't pre-ordering crap. Have you been paying attention to game releases the last six to seven years? This guy just keeps saying, you are suck. He just keeps typing it. it it's not even getting through the filters. You are suck. <laughs> you are suck at typing. <laughs> Still not pay to win, but it's a jerk move. Right. It's not pay to win. I want to criticize it for another reason. I want to criticize it for another reason. You're charging money for something that isn't, there's no endearing value there. Enduring value. Endearing value? There's no enduring value. You know what I'm saying? I have a problem with that. If you're gonna if you're gonna try to funnel people to your ultimate edition with four days of early access, I have a real problem with that. 
I still don't think it's pay to win. I think you're muddying the waters of criticism and discourse and discussion by calling it pay to win because it's not. Like, it's not. Let me let me let me look at this another way. Let's look at this another way. Commonly in video game vernacular, people throw around terms. You'll notice this in political debates, which we don't get into political debates here, but you might notice this. People latch on to words and terms and they use them to the point that they lose all of their meaning. Like, here's one. Woke. That word has been thrown around so much and used so much, it has no freaking meaning anymore. It doesn't. Same with, I guess, Snowflake. Okay? So track with me here. Gamers are falling into the same trap. We see a monetization practice that we don't like. It's pay to win. No, 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 no. Hang on. Slow down. Like, I know that's going to get you clicks on Twitter and Reddit. Okay. I know if you write for Forbes and have no, you know, reporting integrity, it'll get you easy clickism, right? But, but that's not accurate. That's not accurate. You need to look at what they're doing, define it, describe it, and then criticize it within what they're doing. Pay to win as a concept needs to be properly labeled so when it happens, consumers can be accurately warned about a game. You run with a headline, blog post, Reddit post, or whatever the frick. You you, you do that and you get everybody to think that Diablo 4 is pay to win. Well, how's it pay to win? Well, if you get the gold edition, you get in four days early. Uh, okay, is there a cash shop where I can buy power? No. Is there something that lets me skip all of the end game grind and the monotony and, and, and be stronger than people? Well, no, it's just a head start when you buy the, the more expensive edition. Oh, that's not really pay to win because all I have to do is play and, and then I'll catch up. Their advantage evaporates as soon as I'm as soon as I'm at level cap next to them. Their their advantage evaporates as soon as they have to take a day and go back to work. That advantage evaporates. It's not any, any kind of an enduring advantage. It's not power. It's just a head start. In in a couple of weeks, that 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 that's not an advantage, and it's not something they can keep doing. Pay to wins the idea that like I'm gonna buy this, I'm gonna buy that, I'm gonna buy this. Yeah, and then the next season rolls around, and guess what? I'm gonna buy more. I'm gonna buy more. I'm gonna buy more. I'm ahead of people. I've got more stuff. I'm now stronger than everybody. And if you want to get to me, you have to spend money. Yeah, the deluxe and the ultimate edition up to four days of early access. Excuse me. Two out of three of the versions get early access. There's a tons of other stuff in those editions. The early access is just extra. I just don't like it. I'm not going to be against it. I'm not going to boycott it. I'm certainly not going to call it pay to win because that's intellectually dishonest. I'm going to say I don't like it. Just give everybody that pre-orders early access to the dadgum game. Make everybody equal at the beginning. What would you call it then? It's like, it doesn't really have a label because it's something that doesn't matter. It, it doesn't have a label because it doesn't matter. Who, who cares if I get in four days before you? Who cares? The only way that that's an advantage is that if you and I can PvP like day one. What? PvP is endgame, homie. 
I'll, I'll see you in the end game. You're going to get there faster than me. So that means we won't play against each other, right? So that means I didn't pay for an advantage over you, right? So... What's the problem? Yeah, it's a pre-order bonus. Think about it like that. Like, how is an advantage over you? How? What am I going to do to you? Yeah, with my four-day head start. I don't even know if... I don't even think you can PvP right away. I think you've got to get to, like, level... Don't you have to get the level cap? And then that stuff opens up? I had to go on vacation and Lono didn't. He's got an advantage. Right. The term pay to win started when pay, when free to play games started adding content that you could purchase. It was it wasn't about winning, it was about getting something without needing to play the game to get it. That is B41 is zero. I love you, but that is false. Pay to win was not born out of free to play games giving you content to purchase. That is so utterly false. No. Do, now that right there puts on full display why we have to have a our, our jaw locked on a definition for pay to win because that's such a false narrative pay to win was born out of games where you could buy stuff to win that's what it was that's what it was it was so descriptive in its etymological birth as a term, it was born out of the idea that, like, that guy's just paying to win. He bought a better team than me. That's what it was born out of. It wasn't born out of somebody saying, oh, this free-to-play game wants me to buy more content. That's pay-to-win. Pay-to-win what? What Pay-to-win what? It's not false. It's how the original term was created. Its meaning has changed over the years. Before one is zero, what you are seeing, what you are saying, is so demonstrably false. Because pay to win as a concept, as an idea, is so insidious to the sports industry of video games, and all those games predate the free to play meta that we now live in. What you are saying is absolutely and fundamentally false. Pay to win was born out of both mobile and sports games where players were paying for power in order to beat other players. They were paying to win. It's such a descriptive and accurate term when it's used in those categories. Pay to win was not born out of a free to play game where I could buy content. That doesn't even make any logical sense. Who would look at a game where, well, the game is free, and if I want this new content, I have to pay money. That's paying to win. Pay to win what? That's a nonsensical sentence. It doesn't make any sense. What are you paying to win? Pay to win as an idea is it's it's literally from concepts of like you can spend money to have advantages over other players ergo you are paying to win so everything that's in my chat right now that's off on all these other pathways of like what is pay to win this is literally why i get really firm on this and i'm like no as someone who loves language and has studied language and has learned other languages this is so important as someone who is tired of linguistic homicide blind playthrough is offensive your lack of intelligence and easy grasp at virtue is offensive this is why 
You, you can't start taking terms and using them like this. It just is confusing. The entire point of getting together and having conversations like this is discussion and debate. And the, the bedrock of that is clarity in our communication. We can't have these conversations and debates if you're using pay to win to describe something as like, well, it's pay to progress or, oh, it's pay to get in early. That None of that's pay to win. None of that's pay to win. It's not only about having an advantage, but getting something you don't have to work for. You're putting on display exactly why this is so bad. B4-1-0. You're putting on display why we have to have clear definitions. Because no, that is not it at all. If you can go and earn a really dope cloak and I decide to buy the cloak instead of earning it, that's not pay to win. It's not. Me buying something that you can earn and I bought it without earning it, that is not, that does not fall under into the category of pay to win. Because you're not, wi- you're not winning anything! <laughs> you're not winning anything! You're, you're just, you're just buying something instead of earning it. The whole idea, win, win as, oh, my brain hurts, win as a term is just presuming and assuming some type of a competition, some type of a, there's a winner and a loser. Without that, the term doesn't make sense. The term just falls apart and becomes a muddled mess if if there's not a winner and a loser in the equation I got in early I paid to pro- progress and, and skip all this okay did you win anything was there a loser did you beat someone no it just sped up my grind it allowed me to jump into things quicker oh, okay that's not pay to win Pay to win is used in gaming with the meaning pay to win to refer to games that allow players to purchase items or abilities that give them an advantage in the game, either over other players or NPCs. Including NPCs is kind of weird to me. It is. If there's a game that I can't play against other people and I pay for something that makes me a little bit stronger instead of grinding for it, who's like, oh, you pay to win. Pay to win what? Beat, Beat an NPC? I missed the did you win the game meme. Lono, did you manage to win Ragnarok? What did we decide to do about Liza P? Bail on it? What's happening with Liza P? Is there something happening? It always sounds like I'm saying Eliza. Liza P. Eliza Minnelli. (laughs) What does Eliza Minnelli do when she has to go to the bathroom? Liza P. (laughs) I'm sorry. Don't. Don't hold that one against me. Come on, that one, that one, it, it wasn't even, it wasn't even that bad. It wasn't even that bad. Uh, demo survey, first-hand impressions. I'm making you a short version. Okay. I, I can't make a decision right now. I'm deep in the throes of a debate. Being able to win implies being able to lose. How do you lose a game of Diablo? 
That's exactly right, Zubair. The logician in me, the, the, the logical part of my brain, it's just like, it's screaming. It's just screaming. It's like, that. you're using the term in, a, in such a nonsensical way. My first experience is Eugene... Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. My first experience with the term pay to win was my friend uh, who were into card deck games like Magic. It's older than free to play video games. That's exactly right. The reason that it hopped over into video game land was because you could literally buy card packs in sports games and get advantages to win. You're simplifying it too much? Oh, contraire! I've never said that before. I don't think I like it. To the contrary! I'm not simplifying it too much. I'm I'm actually adding nuance and and layers. What's that guy say that I'm going to react to tomorrow? There's levels to this, right? There's levels to this. I'm not simplifying it. There, you're simplifying it. If you call everything pay to win where you spend money to get something in the game, head start, skipping progress, skipping grind or buying power, that's simplifying it too much you're, you're you're taking the term and you're just making it it's a one-size-fits-all term <clears throat> pay to win is strictly related to paying for an advantage over other players in pvp that's exactly right anybody who uses pay to win outside of that context uh, you're just misusing the term it doesn't make any sense outside of that context What do you win when you get to 100? That's what I'm saying. There's no winner. There's no loser. You're just getting a head start. Well, okay, Coral Reefer. Yes, I can qualify my statement. I was talking about a cloak, right? Lono just said if he buys an item that you can earn, it's not pay to win. If it takes everyone else a thousand hours to earn this, you know, Uber cloak, that's pay to win. I was thinking in cosmetic realm. Let me clarify something, Coral Reefer, so people aren't like, this guy's okay for you to be able to buy power in a video game. No, no. That's called the art of the squeeze. So the art of the squeeze is a term that I came up with by saying, listen, if you let anybody buy power in a game, even if I can earn that power naturally in the game, that is pay to win. Okay, let me be clear on that. If you can buy... A world breaker axe that's the king of PvP, and I can earn the world breaker, that's still pay to win. Because you bought power that is affecting the flow of PvP, but you can earn it, doesn't matter. More than likely, and the reason I came up with the art of the squeeze is, they would make earning that axe so painful, so slow, so arduous, that you feel the need to spend the money. Why? Because everybody's using the dadgum thing in PvP, and if you don't have it, you're going to lose, right? That's, that is pay to win. I was referring to cosmetics. I'm thinking, yeah, if, if I can earn the cloak, and you want to buy the cloak, that's not pay to win. This is exactly why you have to use the term in certain contexts where all of the right boxes are checked, because if not, it's just confusing. I agree with what you're saying now. Bought items shouldn't increase character performance. Cosmetics is different. Now, here's where it gets muddy, Coral Reefer. Buying an item of power... Some people say that that's equal to buying a shortcut. 
to buying progress, to skipping grind. Why? Time is power, they say. Okay. I'd have to look at the individual games. Because when people try to use this argument in Lost Ark, the reason that I felt like the, uh, the, the argument, the reason I felt like the argument fell apart, do you want to know why? Because they equalized gear in PvP. Does that make sense? Like, they equalize the gear. So it was like, this is such a superfluous argument. Like, yes, I can pay to skip grind. Yes, I can pay to progress my character faster. But if we face off in PvP and Lost Ark, we're equals. It's going to come down to skill. It's not going to be a matter of like, oh, he had better gear because he spent money, right? Hang on. Are people ordering coffee? No. By the way, guys, we only need 10 more members, and then I have to gift some members. We already have 15 for the day. Feel free to jump in as a member or gift some to hit that daily goal, and then I pay it forward as a thank you. And the more often you're here, the more likely you might get a gifted membership. It's funny people here suggest that those three or four days give you an advantage. It's like to assume that everyone will play every day and you will never close the gap. That's exactly my point, Draxer. Like, yes, it it is the slightest bit of an advantage if you don't jump in those four days early. But the advantage evaporates with time and and our current understanding of PvP, it's not even an advantage because PvP is endgame. Which means, if you're four days behind me, and I go into PvP, you're not there. You're, you're not there. It's not like you're going to walk into PvP and be like, I made it. I finally made it. And I'm like, surprise, mother... I got in four days early. Wham! And I kill you. That's not going to happen. Because you, that's not... You, you can't get there until you're you've played enough to get there so me getting there early I'm not even talking about PvP what <clears throat> I, I'm hearing like a I'm hearing like a high pitch buzzing. <laughs> what? What? What are we talking about then? I don't understand. What are we talking about, Daddy Fat Sacks? You 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 are are the origin of all of this. You started this debate. Diablo is a race of level 99, always has been, bro. So an external, culturally derived contest that is not official is is why you've you've determined that this is pay to win. It's not in the game. There's no crown. There's no there's no wrestling belt. There's no pat on the back. Who's racing? Who's racing to that? Who? It's never been a race to 100. Yeah, that's so subjective. Don't you see why definitions and terms are so are, are, are so are so important? Don't, don't you see? The, the definitions are super 
super important. Because you're coming to the game and saying, this is what matters to me. The race to 99. Okay, that's fine. I'm not going to tell you what to prioritize. That's cool, bro. Good for you. But then you go further than that. You say, now wait a minute. I think that it's really about the race to 99. All right? And if you pay to get in early, that's pay to win. Pay pay to win what? A contest that I kind of made up on my own. Oh, okay. Let's say you're best friends with Heidi Klum. Okay? I love Heidi. I think she's great. She's super charming. She's just absolutely gorgeous. Let's say you're best friends with Heidi Klum. You're either in or you're out. Project Runway. I used to watch it with my wife. Right? Heidi Klum is looking at Diablo 4. And she is looking at the fashion sense of the game. And she thinks that the most important thing in Diablo 4 is to look chic and well-dressed. Okay? That's what she values. That's what Heidi brings to the game because she's very fashion-sensible. Okay? So she comes to the game and that's her mentality. And she sees a cosmetic store and she says, well, that... That's pay to win. And everyone goes, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Why are you saying that, Heidi? And she says, well, I think the most important thing in the game is to look chic and fashion forward and have matching complimentary colors and all this stuff. And they've made it something that costs money. Therefore, pay to win. So you're coming to the game with like sort of your own thing that you value and you think super important and then you're sort of saying, well that makes this pay to win. Do you see the point that I'm making? I paid to win Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I paid for XP and a coin boost so I didn't have to grind that much of the game to complete the game. And there are people that would call that pay to win and I just think that that absolutely is fundamentally destructive to communication and language. This is really similar to the argument I made back when we had the did you win the game meme going on. Yeah, Zubair just a little while ago said he missed those days. To wit, what competition are we in? If I am not in a clear contest, I literally cannot pay to win. That's exactly right. The lawyers, the logicians, the the, the, the intellect, logical thinkers of the room are like, why? What are you losing? What are you losing? What, 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 what are you winning? Mr. Lama and his boys just did a three, three and a third day push to level 99 to immortalize their dead homie on the leaderboards. The official leaderboards made by Blizzard. It's a real thing. That's Heidi Klum, by the way. I know, I know. When she dressed up as like, uh, what was she like? An earthworm or whatever, or uh, a nightcrawler worm. It's very hard to argue with such rigid views. 
No, no. The beauty of having rigid and clear categories is it actually makes it easy to argue. It's quite the opposite. Have you ever taken a speech and debate course? The the rules of debate and discourse is you must have clear definitions so that you can be on a level footing ground and a starting position of understanding. And if you don't have that, then you actually can't have arguments, understanding, and debate and discourse. It's, it's, it's quite the opposite. When you muddy a term down to basically anytime somebody spends money in a game and I don't like it, it's pay to win. Th- that makes it incredibly hard to have an argument. It makes it incredibly hard to vocalize and verbalize criticisms because, well, now anytime somebody spends money in a game for anything, it could be labeled as pay to win if it upsets the right person. I feel like we're being overly rigid at the same time. How? How? This is so basic. It's such a basic term. We call Genshin Impact pay to win because it's a gotcha. Right. But the game has no PvP. Right, but isn't it important, Wheezy, in this discussion? I We may call Genshin pay to win... But isn't it more important to educate people on gotcha games and why they're insidious and why they're bad instead of just saying it's pay to win? I don't know if I've ever called Genshin pay to win. I may have just because I'm not super educated on the game, but I think it's way better to be like, no, it's a gotcha game. What's a gotcha game? And then you outline what the game does with time gating and creating a system of paying for things that you can't get and you know pitting your investment against you using the sunk cost fallacy of every player as an insidious way to motivate their spending like it's better to educate somebody on what is a gotcha game why is it insidious why are you basically interacting with a slot machine instead of a video game that is so much better to do than to be like oh it's pay to win There's a lot of people right now saying that they don't call it pay to win. They're like, I don't call it pay to win. That the the, the discussion we're having right now, Wheezy, is exactly why you shouldn't call Genshin pay to win. You shouldn't call Lost Ark pay to win. Chat's too fast to argue with him. My message just get lost. Uh, I'll scroll back up. What'd you say? You cannot define games that take free-to-play players years to get the same items that pay-to-win players get. Give me an example of a game that's doing that. And I would and I would I would conclu- I would come to my own conclusion. You have to look at each individual game, you have to look at each individual game systems and you have to break them down and analyze them to come to a conclusion. That's not what we're doing. We're seeing, "Oh, I can pay to get in early for 4 days, pay to win." Do you see the difference? Instead of combing over a game's systems and coming to logical deductions, we're just like, as pay to win. What? I know mobile games that do that, but you won't know them. Well, describe the system to me. I can describe a game that I said was pay to win that fits your definition, and it was a mobile game. It was called Marvel Puzzle Quest. It was. You could earn power to level up a character and then go fight other people. Or you could spend money to level up the character right away. So what they would do is, is they would release a character and the character was very strong in the beginning in OP and everybody would want to get the character. And then obviously people that were more apt to spend money would level up the character instantly and then beat everybody they came in, in, into contact with. 
and then two weeks later after everybody had sort of maximized their spending they would then nerf that character okay that was insidious it was manipulative and it was pay to win okay it would have taken me an inordinate amount of time to level up the hulk to max level it was easier to just pay for it so yes There are times where you pay to advance your character and it gives you a direct advantage over another player and that's pay to win. But the really, really important factor in everything I just said, there's facts, there's evidence, and that leads to a deduction. Instead of this game lets people spend money to get ahead, don't like that pay to win. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't even know... We don't even know the inner workings of the systems yet, and is this even going to be an advantage? And you're already throwing out the dirty word pay to win. We we, we don't know how this is going to work. We don't know if it's going to have any impact on your experience at all. That's my point. It's all dependent on how much time that you are buying. Jumping in late says, Swade, my take is I don't care what you do in a game unless it affects my experience. You want XP boosts? You want game credits? I don't care. Now, if you can buy your way into a killer loadout and make multiplayer unbalanced, now you're impacting my experience. Right. There's a winner and a loser. One's paid, one hasn't. Pay to win. Exactly. Head start in a race isn't an advantage. It's a race that is not in the game it's external to the game and is subjective to those who care about it the the race is not something that's endemic to the dna of the game it's it's an external thing that's why that's why i made the analogy to heidi klum like her opinion which she doesn't play diablo that i know of and she doesn't care about fashion and diablo i totally made this up her opinion about diablo fashion is exterior to the game which means she couldn't claim that being able to buy really fashion-forward outfits is pay to win. That would be a ludicrous use of the term. If the leaderboard race is based on playtime, then your argument's invalid anyways. Yeah, isn't it? Like, isn't the leaderboard based on how fast you get there? Meaning, if I get there in three days and you get there in six days, I'm better than you, and maybe you had the four-day head start in the game there are official leaderboards in the actual game are they in Diablo 4 has that been stated and what exactly is the leaderboard telling you what's the leaderboard telling you is it saying this guy got max level in two hours I'm sorry in in two days 15 hours or is it saying this guy got there first which is it The leaderboard won't be affected because the season won't start at launch. His argument's moronic. If you're that desperate to be the first to 70, then why the heck wouldn't you get it day one? Well, because they're making you spend extra money to get in four days early. That's his argument. Let's let's represent his argument in a fair way. He's saying, okay, the best way to dismantle an argument is to try to argue it as best as you can to find its weak points, okay? 
This is essentially what he is saying. I don't think he'll disagree with what I'm about to say. He is saying there is a leaderboard in the game and getting to a certain level in a certain amount of time will get you up on that leaderboard. I have to spend extra money to get into the game four days early. That's me paying for an advantage to climb that leaderboard. Ergo, this is pay to win. That's what he's saying. It's first to get there. Who reached 99 first and then broken down into class? Is there some level of notoriety associated with this leaderboard? There'd be a video series about it. There'd be day one comps. I just, I don't, I like, I don't know if that's a, if that's a, I, I, I don't think it's a very compelling argument. I don't think it's a compelling argument for, to use the term pay to win. I don't. Because, I the idea that like well they got there first because they spent money yes that's what I'm saying thank you I fully understand your argument now and I find it to be very very weak sounds like an insult I'll say it's not compelling at all in the realm of pay to win and the super insidious practices and the nasty stuff that happens in the gaming world People getting in four days early because they bought a, a more expensive version, and then they get to they get an advantage climbing a leaderboard to, to, to race to ninety nine. I I don't find that to be a very compelling argument. Looks like it's the fastest time to do something. Hang on, Eugene's looking at the thing. Yeah, I, you're, you're either misrepresenting it or you're talking about something else because Eugene just found the public rankings for Diablo 3 and it's based on time spent. Therefore, that invalidates your argument because you could wait a week to get into the game and you could still climb the leaderboard because you did it faster. Right now, Eugene says, I can't find a race to 99. What they do... In that, in that ranking right now on Diablo 3, it's about how long it took you, which means two months into the game, you could climb that leaderboard. You could be a late adopter and climb that leaderboard. Why? You figure out how to do it faster. You're better. You're, you've maximized. You've optimized. Whatever. This invalidates your argument. It completely chops the argument at its root. Because I now have not paid for an advantage. So even if we tabled the argument, we let it on the table and we say, okay, there's a race, there's a leaderboard, getting in four days early is an advantage in this race. That argument now is completely defunct because it's not who gets there first, it's time spent, which means... You could do it three months into the game's life cycle. Some guy figures out some shortcut or some some thing to speed things up. I'm talking about Diablo 2, which they are fashioning this game after because of the blowback from Diablo 3. That's not a fair representation of Diablo 4. I didn't read a single thing. I didn't watch a single video that said they're fashioning this game after Diablo 2. I read things that stated quite clearly that this game was going to blend the best of the systems from both games. So you're jumping to a conclusion. Have they said there's going to be a race to 99 leaderboard and whoever gets there first gets the crown? 
people who live in Australia get early access because of where they live physically in the world, not pay to win. That's a great point, says from Quiet Shy. That's a great point. That's, that's like a really, really good point, actually. Yeah, emigrate to win. That's right. Change your time zone to win. Yeah, I, I don't... I, I've... Yeah, New Zealand is pay to win. All vanilla classes have been announced. What amount of time bot differentiates a pay to win and pay to progress game according to you? Well, no. Okay. Uh, that's a great question, uh, Venator. That's a great question. I feel like you've been here before because we were trying to figure out how to pronounce your name. Senator, Venator. Um, so to me, pay to win at its base level definition has to be granting a player an advantage over another player where one loses and one wins. So if you and I are both playing a game and we can never face off, no leaderboards, we can't play against each other, okay? And I pay to skip some crazy grind because I want to I want to level up some weapon and you decide not to play to, to, you decide not to pay and you just play at a natural level. I haven't paid to win. Well, you got there before me, bro. That's not fair. Oh, okay. I haven't paid to win. I haven't won anything. I just paid to not play. I played less than you. I I literally paid money so that I could play the game less than you. I, I, I don't have to put in as many hours as you. Okay, that's not pay to win. Like, you can pay to progress in Warframe. Nobody would call that pay to win. Nobody with even a shred of integrity or reporting honesty would be like, yeah, dude, Warframe, Warframe's pretty pay to win. Warframe's pretty pay to win. No, it's pay to progress. It's pay to skip grind. What if the pay to win player gets years of power over me, but I reached him after years? That is pay to progress. No, see, you're missing such a clear and easy part of the definition. Look at what you just typed. Look at what you just typed. Power over me. He spent money to have power over you. That's pay to win. That's why the definition's so brain dead easy. It's so easy. It's like he spent money and he has power over you. He beats you in in the competition. You're on the ground dead and he's the winner. That's pay to win. You see? People keep trying to use the term pay to win and they're missing entire aspects of the base level definitions equation. You what who won but I had equal power to him after some years okay are you I feel like you're not listening to me I feel like you're not listening to me is my microphone working can you hear me I just made it very clear to you even if you can grind for years to catch up to him he paid for an advantage over you hence pay to win 
if you buy the axe and the axe is the meta and it's crazy strong and it kills people in pvp and i grind for six months to get it and the whole time i'm doing that i'm losing to you in pvp because you have the axe that's pay to win Like, it doesn't matter if you can grind for it and get it. That doesn't matter. That's not a part of the definition. What is pay to progress then? Pay to progress is where I pay to progress faster, but it doesn't give me any advantage over you. It doesn't. If, if If I pay to skip a grind... And it never gives me an advantage over you. And I can never take my money and say, ha ha, wham, I win, you lose. Then their pay to progress is purely about paying to save time. There is no competition. There is no winner or loser. And listen, pay to progress probably has insidious practices and harmless practices. This is why this is so so important to establish these categories because you could be like these games over here are pay to progress these games do it in a generally pretty harmless way these games do it in a pretty manipulative and insidious way this game has pay to win elements this game is extreme and this game you can eat around the fat it's not as bad as others don't you see don't you see it's like this is so important to act like the pay to win elements in a in a FIFA or a Madden game is equal to pay to progress in Warframe that's brain dead that's stupid and confusing if pay to progress is pay to win you make it almost impossible to have an understanding in a conversation because you've now made Warframe equal to Madden You've made Warframe equal to every game with pay-to-win sports aspects. That's stupid. You're just confusing everybody. Cause so you can use an internet dirty word. I, 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 I'm telling you what it is. It gives people a sense of power. Because they're, they want that. I talked about this the other day. You want that emotional validation. You're upset that a game has something that you don't like, so you use the most charged word you can against it. And all it does is cause confusing confusion. It may give you a sense of validation in the moment, but it just is fundamentally confusing. Warframe is free, so not the best comparison. That is a fair comparison because free games can have pay to win. Diablo Immortal is free. What are you talking about? not all pay to win is the same and not all pay to progress is the same modern warfare 2 vault edition is pay to win but doesn't matter after a few weeks some pay to play some some pay to progress is fine others are insidious definitions have meanings not feelings stop tying feelings to these definitions <clears throat> so if I paid to progress my character's level and that got me an advantage for over my opponent that is pay to win yes the, the, it's not see this is where you're getting confused buying power or buying progress 
they're they're equal if they give you an advantage over another player and they lose and you win as as soon as my money spending influences the competition it gives me it gives me a stronger punch kick or gun it doesn't matter if you paid for progress or paid for power both of them you are paying for an advantage over another player which is why we call it pay to win i think you're getting confused you're like wait is pay to progress okay and and even if it gives an advantage over another player no pay to progress is not universally okay pay to progress can become pay to win if it's giving you an advantage over another player and then you wouldn't call it pay to progress anymore you'd call it pay to win You are looking at Diablo from a different perspective of a hardcore Diablo player. No, I'm looking at it as a logician. And to tell me that I'm not a hardcore Diablo player is to presume an awful lot about me. I cut my teeth on Diablo 1. I played Diablo 2 more times than I can count. I played Diablo 3 a junk ton with my wife, did seasonal characters and the like. Just because I don't do a race to 99 doesn't mean you can say, oh, you're not really a hardcore Diablo player. Like, okay. So we're going to create classism within the argument and then therefore that that what that invalidates my opinion or something because I don't play like you would you leave the Diablo 2 uh, season oh season of the Destiny 2 season pass pay to win if the seasonal exotic is broken and buying the season is how you get it is that pay to win no that's not pay to win no no because seasonal models cannot be labeled pay to win because seasonal models are endemic to the live service model and if you're playing a live service game and you're refusing to buy the content as it continues and then you want to cry about pay to win shut the frick up (laughs) like that's my response like if you're playing the game for free spending no dollars and there's a new uh, there's a new activity with new guns and one of those guns is really strong and it becomes the meta and you're like that's pay to win ah shut the frick up pay money or shut up like seriously seriously freeloaders get no quarter they get no quarter I don't want to hear from you if you if you're playing some game in its ninth year and you refuse to buy a ten dollar season and you're gonna moan about pay to win because there's some gun in the new activity, man, shut the frick up. Just go whine somewhere else. I'm not saying you're doing that, by the way, but I I got so tired of that argument when I covered that game. I really did. What are you even talking about? What are you even talking about? Is Diablo looking good? Yes, it is. It is. Everything I've heard from these from these Diablo 4 gameplay hands-on previews, it all sounds very promising. We just debated for probably an hour about pay to win because you can buy it's unconfirmed by Blizzard. Unconfirmed, this is a leak. You can buy uh, Diablo 4 if you pre-order the gold or the ultimate edition. You get into the game four days early and somebody said that that's pay to win. And I don't think that that is accurate. Season pass items can for sure be pay to win. No, they cannot. No, they cannot. 
because it's not a one-to-one microtransaction. You are buying into the furtherance of the game. Hey, we're we're uh, we're in season nine. Got a new activity. We got a bunch of new loot in there. Well, one of those guns is really strong, and if I don't buy the season, then I'm gonna lose in PvP. Shut up. You're playing a game that's continuing to go. Your refusal to buy into the model is your fault. They don't have some storefront where you can buy a really strong gun and without that gun, you're going to lose PvP. You're you're not folding into the model. It's your fault. It's, it's stupid to be like, I'm going to play a free-to-play game and I'm not going to buy into the content model and then cry foul and be like, that's pay to win. No, it's not. You're just a cheapskate. Was the season pass designed to give the players an advantage? No, uh, no, it ended up the meta. It was designed specifically to let the season pass buyers have an advantage. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I don't know, but that's not the point, Zubair. If you're breaking from the model, that's your fault. Right? If if you're playing, let's say, let's say in Diablo, in Diablo 4, because there's going to be Diablo 4 seasons. Let's say in season 3, there's some crazy armor set that comes with the season and that you can earn and that if you don't buy in, you can't get it. And someone's like, that's pay to win. No, it's not. That's you breaking from the ongoing live service model of the game and expecting things to stay static in perpetuity because you're a cheapskate. Do you understand? Now, if if you're having trouble rubbing two nickels together and you fell on hard times and you're like, this seems really unfair. Listen, I'm not slamming you, but your, your situation doesn't dictate how things should go forward. Like these ongoing business models are set up in such a way that if you don't buy in, you can't act like they're doing something wrong. You're the one that's staying behind. That's your choice. DLC and content drops aren't pay to win. That's exactly right. Like you, you, you can't call that pay to win because it again, pay to win was born out of the idea that I can go to a storefront, buy an advantage, and you can't beat me unless you buy that advantage. It's not, oh, you bought a DLC and it came with an exotic and the exotic's really strong. That's pay to win. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Your insistence that they not add things and charge money for them and what? The game just sits in some free-to-play state of perpetuity and stagnation where you just want to use the guns from the first year for forever? Like, that's just stupid. I think this line is a little funny. Intent should matter. Oh, it's a little fuzzy. Intent should matter. I don't agree that intent should matter. How else is a power fantasy game supposed to woo you to buy the new stuff? They kind of have to make the new stuff awesome. Do they not? What are they supposed to do? Be like, here's all the new guns. Are they good? Are they great? Are they going to be useful in PvP? No, they suck. Why? Well, we wouldn't want to motivate purchase with good gear because that would be considered pay to win. So you're motivating purchase with mediocrity? What the frick? You see what I'm saying? That would just break down. That would just break down. I'm like, well, why am I going to buy? You made all the gear crap. I think I can agree with your definition of getting an advantage any way possible being the difference between the two. 
Right. Like, let's say there's a season pass, and let's say there's a really, really great weapon at the end of it, right? And people find out that it's it's meta-defining. And you spend money to max out your season pass so that you can go into PvP and win. Okay? I would say that's such low-level, pretty harmless pay-to-win. Because everyone's going to get there eventually. Everyone's going to get the weapon. Now, if they make progressing the season pass incredibly and painfully slow, then I would say, well, that's the art of the squeeze. You're trying to squeeze me. You want me to spend money. You're making it painful and unnatural so that I spend money. Yo, my man Rob V, gifted members, and I'm seeing active members of this community getting a membership. Slow Mobius, Venator, Eric Rodriguez, Coral Reefer, and Denver Walker. I see those names in chat all the time. That's putting us right on the doorstep. If we hit 20 members, I'm sorry, if we hit 25 members, I have to give five members, and we are now five away. Thank you very much for doing that, Rob V. If you just got a membership, you get into all the members-only streams. There is no dividing line between a gifted uh, member and a paying member. People that pay extra for member plus or VIP, they might get some extra uploads here and there. But a member is a member. You guys get into the member streams. I would say that player paid to win, not that the game system itself is pay to win. It's been a while since I played D2. I don't remember being able to get the season exotic if you don't buy the pass. Oh, they always put the season exotic on the pass. It's just that if you bought it, you got it right away. Like, if I bought the season pass, I would get the exotic, like, day one. You'd get the exotic at, like, level 15 or something. For free. Or, what, rank 35? Is that the way this season's working? Is that fair? Derek's asking a question. It sounds like the blinds in a higher stakes poker game. If you want to play this round, you have to meet the blind. Pay to play. I think that's a decent analogy. You're basically saying, look, the game is moving forward. And if you would like to move forward with the game, then buy in. If you want to stay free to play and pinch your pennies, you are more than welcome to do that. But that doesn't make the game pay to win. It doesn't make the seasonal model pay to win. It doesn't. You're refusing to move forward. That's your choice yo online mvp is gonna take us beyond it gonna take us beyond it now remember remember i said every 25 i have to gift and he just gave us five extra so now we already we're, we're already on the door we're already moving to the net to another to another gifted batch thank you online mvp for doing that daddy fat sacks got one Daddy Fat Sacks, I appreciate the debate. I appreciate you holding firm to your convictions and being respectful. It's been fun debating you. Riley Holloman, The Reverence, 8 Legion, David Ortega, Mike K, OK Newbauer, Vax Otasi, Eric Valvo, and Huntsman. You guys have all been gifted a membership. Make sure you get into our Discord so you don't miss out on all of the extra members content that you get every day, especially those Friday night streams with Madam. What if it was a full price game with totally OP season pass weapon? Does that change your uh, assessment? Why would that change my assessment? I don't understand. At what point is that weapon landing? I bought the game at full price. What? And, and three seasons in they do it? 
Did I just get a membership? You did, Daddy Fat Sacks. You have a membership now. Lono Hype for Game Awards and playing Forbidden West. What's good, M. Gene? Glad to have you here. We will be covering the Game Awards this evening, so make sure you're subscribed with the bell button pressed. Uh, We will be going live around 7 p.m. Eastern. We will also be doing a second talk show today with my Game Awards predictions. I would love to debate you guys about what wins what category. Make sure you're here for that. If you are a member, you get to hang out with me during the lunch break, and we'll be doing a Thursday throwdown. We might check out some games today. I was with you in that debate until that season pass point. Going to a store, buying a weapon and stomping someone. Buying a season pass, getting a weapon in the mail and stomping someone. No, the reason that they're different, Wild Dreams, is one is content and the other is not. You cannot, you cannot conflate those categories. I'm playing this free-to-play game. Season 3 rolls around, even if it's a full price game. Season 3 rolls around, and when I buy the season pass, I get all this extra stuff, I get all this cool junk, I get access to a new activity, and there's a gun on the season pass, and there is a gun in the activity that is really good. Well, I'm not going to spend any money, and then I'm going to cry that that's pay to win. No, it is not. You are breaking from the content model and expecting the game to go on in perpetuity and never add anything, never charge for anything. It's illogical to play a live service game and expect them to never disrupt the meta for forever. The vanilla meta, your gun, your build is perfect for forever. Anytime they add content, anytime they add gear, it can't be better, it can't be more powerful. Oh, so you get the axe of owning and can stomp someone in PvP while also wearing your fancy new hat and that's different? Sorry? But you're not making an argument. You understand the logical conclusion of your argument, right? You understand the logical conclusion of your argument is literally a stupid game that nobody would play. Oh man, this game's awesome. It's free to play. Yeah, new season's coming out, man. Super dope. Is the gear in there better? Stronger? Is there a new power cap? No, that'd be pay to win. Well, then what are we paying for? I, you know, it j- new stuff. It's as good as what we have now. It's not any stronger. It's not cooler or anything. We got to make sure those those free those those freeloaders don't cry about pay to win. That that's a stupid game that no one would play. Who's going to play that game? I can't wait to buy that season three season pass. It's going to be awesome. What's in it? Well, nothing, nothing, none of it really matters. It's just a bunch of pretty stuff. You're, you, you cannot craft an ongoing service model around free to play whiner babies. You can't do it. You can't do it. With as much respect as I can muster for people who don't like to spend money on virtually anything and expect everything to be free, you don't freaking matter in the equation. You don't. Why should you matter? Why should a business care what you think about their game as you spend zero dollars? Why? You play D2? No. I do I, I I don't cover or do anything with Bungie. They're a horrible company. I generally don't like imbalanced games, so that argument doesn't really hit with me. I actually like horizontal progression rather than vertical progression. Free guys add to the player base. 
Oh man, that's that. Thank you, thank you so much for for uh, for adding to to bandwidth requirements and server and server strain. Uh, it's such such a such a great contribution to the game. So a, a company is supposed to. Th- th- this is this is the logic of the argument. A company that's doing live service and ongoing game model. They are supposed to motivate purchase with new stuff, new loot, you know, all this new stuff, but they're not allowed to put anything in the game that's better than the freeloading vanilla player. What are you talking about? Battle passes can be pay to win, depending on how potent it is. If I feel it's too strong against me, I just move on. Depending on how I feel about it is irrelevant. It's in the pay to win. Nope. You guys are putting on full display why having these definitions is so important. Because if you don't have these definitions well in place, you literally give footing to whiny, entitled, cheapskate babies who are like, I don't want to spend any money, and I am really angry that Season 4 has stronger stuff in it. That's pay to win. You're literally giving quarter to stupid people. Like, that's unhelpful in the grand discussion about video games. Oh, the Game Awards, I'm sorry, Microsoft accidentally leaked the release date? Is the June date correct? June 5th. So it is June 5th. Looks like the Microsoft Store accidentally leaked it. The model is just bad for game quality. I don't think preferring games like Elden Ring is being a whiny baby. That's not what I said. You're putting words in my mouth. You're putting words in my mouth. It is completely illogical and arguably stupid to approach a game with a live service model, an ongoing model, and to break from the model and then accuse it of pay to win. That's just stupid. If you if you look at a game like that and you say, I don't like that, I prefer games like Elden Ring, you're not a what you're not a whiny baby. You're not a whiny, you're not a whiny baby. Some guy just asked about uh, TwitchCon. I've actually never been. I'm sure, you heard stories about me being there. I've never been there, but hey, lying is fun. Yeah, we're talking about Diablo Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Frickmas is not here yet. There was a snowstorm, I guess, when they went to ship it. <clears throat> Starfield? I didn't say Starfield. I said Diablo 4. Did I accidentally say Starfield? I think you maybe heard me say Microsoft, and that's what you thought. Microsoft accidentally leaked the release date of Diablo 4. Like, a a live service game with seasons, right? A, a, A live service game with seasons... You're stepping into a game that by its very nature has to offer content for money as it goes. And if you break from that and you say, I'm not going to pay for the season. And if there's strong stuff in the season pass or the DLC, I'm going to call that pay to win. You are dumb. Don't talk about shipping companies. Lona will have a meltdown. I'm freaking tired of freight. Every freight company just lies to you. Do you see how... Do you see? Like, 
That's pay to win. No, you're just dumb. Is Diablo free? Uh, Diablo 4 free to play? It doesn't have to be even free to play. Let's take Diablo 4 as an example. If you buy into Diablo 4, knowing it's an MMORPG ongoing service model with season passes, new content, DLCs, and stuff is coming down the road. And in six months, you break from that, you don't want to spend any more money, and you cry foul? You cry foul because there's there's strong stuff in a season or strong stuff in a DLC, and you call it pay to win? You're dumb. There's no other way to say it. You're just, that's just being dumb. You're coming at a game that is built on the idea of going on in perpetuity, which needs to be maintained and sustained by a monetization model, which means you're either paying for DLC seasons or both. There's probably also cosmetics. There is no ability to pay for power. They've exhaustively shot that down. You will not be able to pay for power in this game. If you get to season two of Diablo four and you're like, this is really irritating. There's new loot in the new season. That's really strong in PVP. That's pay to win. It's not pay to win. You're a stupid person. I'm, I'm, I'm the gloves are off. That is just brain dead stupidity. That is not pay to win. This is why I beat the drum so hard against firm definitions. Because if not, you have people just saying the dumbest things ever. It's a, it's a live service game. They're going to add new content in the future. There's going to be new gear. There's going to be new stuff. That's not pay to win. It isn't. Would you call Black Desert pay to win? I don't know enough about Black Desert Online to comment. I'm good having to play new co- uh, play new content to get meta weapons. I would just prefer season passes didn't give you meta weapons. Yeah, but it's a catch-22, Jerry Main. If you make a season pass or a DLC have nothing of worth in it, then who's buying it? It has to be... It, there has to be some incentive. Let me rephrase my pushback. Could a live service game also be pay to win? Your phrasing suggests that a live service game by definition cannot be pay to win. No, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that, oh, a live service game can definitely be pay to win. Diablo Immortal is a live service game and it's pay to win. I'm saying that you cannot label a new season or DLC pay to win because it has good gear in it. That's stupid. Pay to win is when you go to a storefront and you, you 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 buy gear and that gives you power over other people you see what I'm saying you can certainly make a, a, a live service game pay to win Diablo Immortal is a live service game that is pay to win it has seasons it has ongoing content model I have to do my 5 gifteds now because we hit the 25 goal we actually blasted past it like there, it's it's just, it's automatic. You have to charge for the new content. You have to make the new content good so people buy it. It's, it's, it's all, it's, it's, ba- it's baked into the model. That's not the same as having a storefront where you can buy power. Nitro Fusion, Captain Spaulding, Co Korea, Micah Silva, and DK Bagger. You guys all got gifted memberships. Welcome on in. Oh my gosh. We had an extra five from online MVP 
We had an extra five, so my five would take it to 35. But thanks to Tiny Toot, we just hit 55. I have to do another five more. I have to do another five more. My man, Tiny Toot, coming in. We all agree. Chill a little, bud. Listen, telling me to chill is a fool's errand. This is what I do. I passionately debate and I dialogue. Telling me to chill is is telling a fish not to swim. Don't do that anyway. It's condescending. Chill, bro. Chill. Frick you. I get wound up. Deal with it or leave. This is free versus paid in Diablo 4. The Battle Pass has free tiers and premium tiers throughout the pass. Players can earn a variety of rewards for free just by playing. At any point during the season, they can purchase the premium pass to unlock the ability to earn premium rewards. Uh, Battle Pass awards cosmetics, premium currency. It awards free season boosts. Players can purchase tiers, but they won't speed up getting season boosts. The season journey accelerate pass progress. Uh, the season journey accelerates the battle pass progression. Yeah, we read through this. You can't spend any money in Diablo to get power over other people. You can't. It's not possible. D1 was pay to win. You had to buy the game to win. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, he said chill a little, but he didn't call me little. Is my Reforge badge pay to win? Somebody called me little bud. It would make my day. I'd be chill AF. No, no, no. I knew what I knew what he said. I knew what he was saying. He was saying chill a little, bud. Lono has put in so much effort to make people understand that he deserves a like chat. Hit it. Yeah, I'm going to have to give five more members in a moment because Tiny Toot did a, took us up another 25. Super awesome to see you guys buying in to this sort of format of like, let's pay it forward. Let's grow the membership base back. Another five from Detonator. That takes us to 60. That takes us to 60. So if we hit... 80. If we hit 80, I have to do five more. Detonator gifting five. You guys need to check the chat right now. I'm not going to read all the names. There's way too many to read, right? I'm seeing names I recognize, though, like Nine Millie Productions and Blakey Biz and Philip Adu. I'm seeing names I recognize like my man B Mac, Ivan A, and Peaches. I'm seeing a lot of names getting memberships, man. Welcome on in. There is no dividing line between gifted members and paying members so do not worry if you just got a gifted member that's a full membership 1200 subs equals the 5 days of Frickmas that's not what we said we said 1200 members and I would do an Elden Ring fight night this Friday night with you guys and my wife Creature said if you want 5 days of Frickmas didn't he say like 2500 members or something he said a lofty goal for Frickmas for 5 days of Frickmas you think I'm coming down here five five nights in a row for a Frickmas special? You think I'm doing that? You think I'm doing it? <laughs> he says that's over. Yeah, Creature's pulling it back. Creature's pulling it back. He said, you guys missed it by a mile. Yeah. That's his call to make. He's the one that came up with the idea. He's the one that came up with the idea. I said 3,000 members by December 1st. Oh, yeah, we didn't we didn't hit that. 
that alert is just broken. It's just going. It's just going. I have to do five more in a second when it dies down. A few insights to think about as we get ready for the Game Awards. Tonight is probably the shortest show we've done. It will still run two and a half hours, but we've streamlined the runtime with more focused content, fewer bigger sponsor, fewer but bigger sponsors, and some big theatrical moments. That's a long freaking time. Or is he bear get his coffee yet? He was tweaking. I mean, a little grumpy the other day. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. Dragonflight is awesome and great time to play. Wow, if you haven't. Yeah, you got a gifted 9 milli. You got a gifted from Tiny Toot. When did you say that? That goal wasn't promoted at all. Oh, Creature threw it out like one-time barrier. I almost never talked about it, because I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I didn't really feel like doing the five days of Frickmas. That takes a lot. It takes a lot out of me. Drinking and singing every night? Golly, golly. You don't need to drink. Yeah, if you want me sitting in a chair singing and hanging out and reading Christmas stories... There's gonna I'm gonna need some I'm gonna need some booze. <laughs> and if I'm doing that five nights in a row, y'all better be blowing the doors off this place. That's a lot. That is a that is a lot of uh, of of that's a big commitment. It's a big commitment. Shorter uh, runtime means less potential to pick up viewers. We aren't expecting massive live stream growth, but feel this is right move for the industry and the franchise uh, leading into our tenth show. The reveals are spaced out across the show, so we hope the pacing will feel good. There's a lot of fun moments, but we've also held back surprise presenters, performers, and lots of games that aren't pre-announced. You'll have an opinion on the split between awards and reveals, the ads and the winners. We fully expect to embrace that. Um, I hope you walk away feeling good and proud to be a part of this community, uh, the work done this year. These are games revealing tonight. Uh, Hang on. These are games revealing tonight, and I've been waiting to show you for years. We don't uh, make the games, so we are only as good as what uh, as what's shipping and what's ready to showcase. I do feel really good about this year's lineup. I gave, him, I gave Jeff a little retweet. Yeah, we hit 60 members. Okay, I got a gift. Oh, wait, no, we need to hit 85. I got a gift my five now. Every 25 members, I have to gift five. So if we hit 85, I have to do it again. I'm going to bump us to 65 right now. Uh. There we go. 65. Here comes five more. There we go. If we hit, if we hit eighty-five, if we hit eighty-five, I gotta do it again. Yo, my man, Master Ty, jumping back in as a VIP. Thank you. Uh, Baby Odava, Lifeform Walker, Dustin, Freldovin, and Spawn. Thank you so much. We feel like this rhythmic injection of members will be much healthier for us because. Getting like, getting like three thousand members in one day on one game just was not healthy. We lost so many people because of that. So that's why we really appreciate you guys kind of buying into what we're doing. We are at one thousand and thirty-six members. Uh, we're back at the one thousand mark. 
really really want to get up to uh, back up to 2,000 members that's kind of that's that's really the goal that's the floor that we want to be at Ragnarok should get bombed because the anger wrote a part of the game was genuinely awful that's in that's such a bizarre take something should get review bombed because you don't like a creative decision that they made it's a huge part of the game it's maybe an hour or two well no it's about an hour I think if you go exhaustively and look at everything and do everything, I think it's about two. It's about two hours, but that that argument makes no sense to me. That doesn't make any sense to me. <clears throat> no. Hang on, I gotta delete these receipts. These from Google. Guys, thank you so much for a huge day. Bunch of new subs. Bunch of new members. Really great start to the day. Listen. I'm going to be honest with you guys and be dead honest with you guys. I miss having a really good loot based live service game to cover, to chop up and to slice up. So I'm very, very hopeful about Diablo as well as the future of live service games. A lot of companies are setting their sights on live service games and the ongoing service model. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. They got the best of both worlds, the light roast and the dark roast. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you so much for doing that. Is there a Diablo announcement in 25 minutes? Yeah, they're doing something. They're doing something at noon today, and I don't know what it is. You finished the main story in seven hours and 42 minutes. Listen, Caleb, listen. You're the one to blame. Like, I'm not trying to be mean, but... You you literally played that campaign faster than anybody that I probably know. You if you when you run through God of War Ragnarok in seven hours and then you want to turn around and complain about one section, man, I gotta tell you, you are your own worst enemy. And calling for a game to be review bombed in because of that, buddy, you represent everything wrong with gaming by doing that. You literally blaze through the game so insanely fast in, I would argue, an unnatural way. And then turn around and say, a large portion of the story was this slow part. This thing should get review bombed. That is like, that's you're like a meme. You're like a walking meme. That's everything wrong with gaming culture. This giant game. This, 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 this work of art, so many things to do, so many side missions, so many places to explore, and you, you blitz it in seven hours? I meant my statement, not review bomb, but the anger boda was terrible. Listen, I've said many times that that, that, that anger boda section with Atreus is bad because it's really going to hurt replayability. Like, who wants to go through that slow, non-gameplay section again? I don't disagree with you. It was great for a first playthrough. It was great story crafting and lore and background. All your talk yesterday immediately dismissed now. Zero credibility at this point. What was he arguing yesterday, Eugene? I can't remember what the argument was. I know Caleb was here and he was involved. Must have had it on the easiest difficulty. Are you streaming the announcement? Yeah, we'll look at it. We'll look at it. Because if it's in 25 minutes, we can do that. That'll be at the very, very end of this stream. 
we're gonna do that i gotta quickly quickly run upstairs and use the restroom um again if this hits 85 i'll give five more members if anybody wants to go bonkers crazy or you guys want to chisel away at this this is already crazy good i appreciate it very very much smash the like button smash subscribe check out our sponsors i don't talk about them that often i'm wearing a really dope into the am shirt today use the shirt command use my code over there my glasses are the lucid storm frames from gamer advantage one of my favorite things about gamer advantage glasses is this I can take these with me. I think they're stylish. They're convenient. They're great for blue light blocking. They're extremely light and comfortable. These are the best blue light blocking glasses in the business. I've worn gunners. I've worn worn blue blocks, and these are the best. Use my code over there as well. It's a huge deal to be back with Gamer Advantage. Those of you that understand why it's a huge deal, I'd love to see you go over there and order some glasses and really, really get us up on the leaderboard over there. All right? I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. We got member stream coming up. We got an announcement from Diablo. We've got uh, Game Awards predictions, and then we're doing the Game Awards co-stream tonight. So don't go anywhere.
I'm back. I'm back. Oh. Avengers game is going to shut down. Not surprising. 70% of God of War is not combat related. That's a terrible comparison. 70% of God of War is, is not combat related. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to take serious anything you say about the game because you beat it in seven hours, apparently. So your authority on the subject is is about as empty as a thimble. It's as small and as empty on a thimble. You have no authority on God of War Ragnarok. You you played it in the probably the worst way possible. 70% of God of War is not combat related. Golly. Philip just posted nice impressions of Diablo. I'm not going to watch it with you guys. Uh, I don't. I, I I respect and like Skillup, and I don't want to latch onto a video that he just put up. Um, I played Diablo Four. It's good, but no way am I getting too pumped or excited for this one after Diablo Immortal. We'll have to wait and see how the final monetization model looks at launch. So he's essentially saying he's being guarded. It sounds to me like he's being guarded. I took a test drive of that new BMW and drove it around town in first gear. It's a really uncomfortable ride. BMW really screwed this one up. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. Guys, we are waiting for the Diablo 4 announcement that will go live in 15 minutes. Uh, yo, Just Blaze is going to get us even closer to the next batch of subs that I have to gift. Another 10, taking us to 75 members for the day. 10 more, and when that hits 85, I got to get 5 more. You guys are going nuts today. Sniggity Sag, Snake Eyes, Dustin, Daedron, MJ Talks, Willie Cabal, Giant Bear Killer, Jallo, Robert Anderson, and uh, Aditya Chandak. I love that I know and recognize every single one of those names. I love gifting members on days like today. It's a little bit later in the stream. We're all excited about Diablo. The core audience is here, and folks are getting memberships. This is how we do it. If that hits 85, I got to gift five more. You guys are nuts, man. Thank you for the support. Seriously. I, I, I think, I really do think we can do something like this virtually every day and get ourselves back to a really good member count and just not have to worry about it. It'll just be something that we do periodically. We don't need to lean on, you know, guys dropping 500 members on the channel. It's a community effort. It really is, and I appreciate it. You just got gifted a membership, and you want to pay it forward, you can do that too. 25 bucks gifts five people. So. Thank you very much. I'm hyped to see what they did. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to announce the release date today at noon and then and then in addition to that, they'll have stuff to show tonight at the Game Awards. Do you know what I'm saying? They'll have some 
Um, they'll have some like cinematic thing to show tonight or something. You know what I mean? Hang on, I gotta delete this draft. There we go. Well, I didn't even try that hard. Easy bait. Good job. You didn't even make it. You have to work. You didn't even make it work for it. <clears throat> Keep calling people morons. See how that works out for you. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I Number one, this stream's not really about God of War Ragnarok. If you want to talk about God of War Ragnarok, then you can come to the Game Awards prediction streams, the stream, which will be our second stream today, our second talk show, and, um, and you can debate it then. But, again, I'm not going to take anybody's opinion on God of War Ragnarok very seriously when you admit to playing the game in arguably the absolute worst way possible um I wish I were Tony Stark and could donate like three batches of 50 subs but I'm not I apologize hey man if you're here putting out positive vibes that'll promote other people jumping in it'll promote other people becoming members so thank you very much appreciate it very very much 5th of June is the rumored release date. Xbox all but confirmed it by accidentally leaking it in their storefront. So, Insider Gaming, uh, Tom Tommy Hendy's uh, site, Tom Henderson, notable leaker, he claimed that this morning, and then Microsoft basically softly confirmed it. I love seeing all the company comparisons to Elden Ring when they previewed Diablo 4, specifically calling out the art style and tone. It's like, tell me you didn't play Diablo 1 and 2 without telling me you didn't play Diablo 1 and 2. I kicked his puppy yesterday. Um. Yeah, but I thought yesterday... I feel like yesterday Caleb made really good points about Elden Ring. Not just because he agreed with me, but I feel like we were... He was, you know, he was adding to the conversation in a good way. You know what I mean? At this point, I doubt those leaks are accidental. Did Sony do, didn't Sony do the exact same thing a few months ago? It's a pattern by this point. Yeah. It starts to feel that way, doesn't it? Like, oops! Either that... He did, and then he tossed all credibility today. I wouldn't say he's tossed all credibility. I would say... He's tossed his credibility with respect to God of War Ragnarok. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's why I said, like, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna take serious almost anything uh, that he's saying because it's like, bro, you know what I mean? Like, you're 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 talking about it in such a bizarre way. You're talking about it in a way you played the game in such a bizarre way. You know what I mean? It just it seems like. It's it does it, it genuinely seems like you just you didn't even really play the game, you know what I mean? These are accidental, said Wheezy, but stuff gets leaked. I was just getting ready to say Wheezy. I wonder if we're just more adept and and the gaming community is just more in tune with, like. They can they can, they can monitor the storefronts, and in the past that wasn't as common. You know what I mean? Like monitoring storefronts wasn't nearly as common, so companies could go in, make changes, and update things and do things, and it wasn't like a oh no, we just gave away the release date. I just you know what I'm saying? I just wonder if the gaming community at large, it's a lot harder to slip things past now. 
Yes, Lono, but you take a more nuanced approach to people. Eugene likes to limit it to only a few buckets. Okay, gonna get blocked soon and blocked. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Eugene's the biggest crapster, and Zubair knows it. Uh, but I see. I don't know if I would say he's a crapster. I think he. I think he gets into the mix, and you know. Mixes things up. What he does. I says subtle shot. Subtle shot at points. What? Is that guy like a, a, an hour behind? APIs weren't so publicly available until the last six to eight years. Eugene's uh, a prov- provocateur. I'm pretty sure I used to disagree with Eugene all the time back in the day, but now I like him and he's. Uh, one of my biggest sources of entertainment here. Eugene has hard opinions. That doesn't mean he likes to stir stuff. That's the beauty of it. You never know when I'm stirring stuff and don't. Yeah, you definitely do stir stuff. Sometimes, like, intentionally puts out bait. Like, tries to get people wound up. And other times, I think he's just really, really strongly arguing for his position. Which, you know, to be fair, Caleb, so do you. Like... You did that yesterday in the Elden Ring debate. You're gonna, what, we're going to act like he's the only one that argues strongly for his position? My gosh, I, that's what I do. I sit in this chair, and that's literally part of the brand and what we, what we do here. <clears throat> you never? Oh, lies. Lies. I think his abrasiveness is a natural skill and he leans into it. Zubair, girls want burgers today, not pasta. <laughs> uh, I can't help with that. All I can do is time pasta. That's right. That's right. Remo Suave, you live, buddy? What did he say? Oh, he's not watching live. Yeah, 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 you're asking him. Yeah, he's watching like two hours ago. He must have blocked me. That was a weekly defining moment. <laughs> I freaking, I hate it. I hate that that's a meme now with you. It'll be a such and such defining moment. Frick you, Eugene. <laughs> I uploaded that short today of me talking about why I think it's generationally defining. Yo, Ferk Malerf, hitting five months of membership. Keep up the great content, Lono. Also, I'm pretty sure Caleb is also Eugene's alt account. I doubt it. Because I apologize for saying moron. Well, there we go. See, that's what I'm saying. We have got, we've got such a good community here. Why am I here again? Okay, sorry. We're well off. Oh my gosh. If you're just tuning in, I am sorry. We are not talking about Diablo 4 right now. We have been. We're waiting for the announcement. It goes live in like six minutes. Um, So stick around for that. We're going to check out the Diablo 4 announcement in just a moment. Um, I don't know where they're going to do it. Let me pull up. uh, Let me pull up their their channel and see if they have anything scheduled um, just yet. Let's see if they have anything scheduled. I'm not seeing anything, uh, but something's gonna happen in like six minutes. 
I would have already gone to members if they didn't have something happening in like six minutes. I would have already gone to uh, second 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 stream. Well, I'm sorry, midday midday stream break. Open beta today? No, I doubt that. I thought the show was tonight. That's what I mean. They're literally doing something at noon today in five minutes. They kept they kept pushing it on Twitter. So, open mouth with tongue is a true Nordic apology. <laughs> Sorry, Lono, I shouldn't use chat as a kitchen timer, but I'm not calling for any review bombs. Thank you, Hilly. Thank you, Hilly. All the new games suck. I'm playing games from 80 years ago. Cool, man. Good for you. Good for you. Yep. Let me... uh... (laughs) If you guys are just tuning in, we will be watching the Diablo 4 announcement any minute. We will also be co-streaming the Game Awards tonight. I think there's going to be even more Diablo 4 gameplay or something tonight at the Game Awards. So make sure you are subscribed to the channel. I am a safe for work broadcaster. Um... I am a safer work broadcaster, which means you can subscribe in confidence. Also, we've hit a great member goal over here today. We blasted past 25. Every 25 members, I have to gift five members to give back to the community. And if that hits 85 over 25, I have to gift five more. So 10 more, and you guys can make me do it again. Welcome in all of the new, uh, all of the new members. Appreciate it very, very much. Oh, a release date reveal for that season game. Season A Letter to the Future launches on January 31st. That's definitely a barrier game. Definitely a barrier game. Diablo 4 News is more interesting to me than the rest of the award show. Barrier says, yes, in all caps, finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got an email about it. Lono, what's the segment for members today? thinking thursday it's throwdown thursday and we may just try out some games i don't know if i want to grind call of duty gameplay is not a strong draw here it usually drives members away but i think once a week having a stream where i can play some games is a good idea so um Yeah, the fastest... It looks like the fastest person to complete God of War Ragnarok did it in 12 and a half hours. So... Nobody did it in seven. What's the bet that it's an announcement for the trailer at the Game Awards? That would be really interesting. Also have an extra four hours to do today, so the members on the second show might be a bit short. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The members, the member stream might be a bit short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've gotten so many new members today. I, I think we should, we definitely should do one, but it might be a little bit short because we are doing a stream tonight for the Game Awards, which means I'm in the chair a lot and talking a lot. So countdown for a trailer to a trailer. That's right. That's right. I'm going to pull up their Twitter and just keep refreshing it as well. We'd like to announce uh, that we're announcing an announcement. Thank you for tuning in to this special announcement. 
announcement. Um, okay, say your prayers before it's too late. All right. Mariah Carey, all she wants for Christmas is blood. Lilith is coming. Oh my gosh. Mm. Yeah, 22 hours ago, they said, like this post to be notified about how you can contribute to her summoning. And then it says, Lilith is coming Thursday, December the 8th at 12 p.m. Eastern. Yo, my man, Sony Kent, jumping back in as a member, keeping the badge. The badge's color changes the longer you have it. Welcome back in, Sony Kent. Will Diablo 4 outsell, th- outsell 3? Y- yes, by quite a bit. Yeah. Diablo 4 will will go nuts, yeah. Yo, Toothless the Night Fury jumping back in as a member as well. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so, so much. All right, let me refresh. Let me refresh. Let's see if they've tweeted yet. Nope, nothing yet. I'm refreshing. I assume they've just scheduled it. Nothing yet. Don't you guys have phones? Nothing yet. Nothing yet. Let me check their let me check their channel. Their YouTube channel. Nothing. Nothing. Wait, is that literally it? They just tweeted. Prepare to summon the Daughter of Hatred. Tweet Lilith is coming plus Diablo promo and you may receive a gift. You kidding me? This is what we waited for, chat. I need that price is right. (laughs) Well. (laughs) We took the bait. We took the bait. Hmm. Is this is this a fake this is a fake account? You're literally just spamming adult content. Get blocked. Okay. <laughs> we need a generic throwdown Thursday um thumbnail. Got two tokens in a blue. Perfect. All right, hang on a second. Okay, we're not we're not we're not going to accidentally hit three hours. So I have a little. I have I've got a minute here. If you guys you guys have a few minutes to put to put this up to eighty five to make it hit ten, you got a few minutes to do it. And let me get the next stream set up. You'll 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 you can kidnap some non members and bring them with us, and then I'll give five more as well. So you have a little bit of time to do that. I'm going to schedule the next stream, which is a member stream. So me and the members can go chill and hang out. What are we playing? 
I don't know. I was going to maybe just look at some demos in Steam just to showcase them. Somebody told me about a game yesterday. You guys could just suggest stuff. Say, oh, check this game out. Maybe some games on PS Plus. Maybe some games on Game Pass. You know what I mean? We can check out a handful of things. Uh... Yeah, I guess I'll just pick a Thursday. An old Thursday stream. Hang on. Uh, uh, here we go. Online Elden Ring? Oh, golly. You guys want me to do that? That sounds like a terrible idea. Let me go and let me go and play member. Let me go and play some PvP with members. Drive roller drone. I did. I gave you a throwdown thumb. Yeah, but it has Call of Duty in it. It has Call of Duty in it. We I think we need maybe something more generic because we did that that day we played DMZ. Because I don't want everybody to see that and think, oh, he's gonna play. He's gonna play in Call of Duty. <clears throat> you know what I mean? There's a lot of people who don't like Call of Duty. They don't want to watch Call of Duty. You know, ETC. You're bad enough at regular Elden Ring. Oh, shut up. Thought I sent you the original with no background. Oh, you might have, but since you probably, if you did it in the middle of the day, it might have gotten shoved out of the DM. Did I miss the announcement? They literally announced this. Prepare to summon the daughter of hatred. Tweet Lilith is coming plus Diablo promo and you may receive a gift to aid you in your rituals. That's it. Here. Well, hang on. Caps lock. Well, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Why not? Let's see if I can win. Anyway, not really an announcement. They just kept saying Lilith is coming, and I was like, we're going to get something cool. What I miss? You didn't miss anything. Okay. Oh, we even cl- we even climbed in viewership. Yeah, I am sorry to everybody that tuned in, hoping for a great announcement from Diablo. It's literally just something on Twitter where you might win something. So feel free to do that if you've never been here before. Uh, I am a safer work streamer, so hit subscribe. You can come back and talk in my live streams. I'll be doing a game awards prediction stream as my second talk show today. I will also be one of the official co-streamers of the game awards tonight. I'm about to go to a member segment. Uh, where I hang out with members, take a break, and kind of eat my lunch. You can become a member for 5 bucks a month. We hit a crazy goal today. Every 25 members, I gift 5 members, and we hit 75. If we hit 85, I have to gift 5 more. Uh, so we got really close to me having to do it multiple times today. We, I think I did it. How many times is that represent? I think I've done it twice. I've done it twice. So thank you to everybody who made this happen. And uh, if you are a new member... Uh, you get to come with us to this next segment. Uh, and then if you're not a member, you can watch my prediction stream. Uh, you can watch my uh, Game Awards prediction stream. And 
you can watch my Game Awards co-stream tonight. So make sure you're subscribed with the bell button pressed. Uh, If you've enjoyed the last two hours and 53 minutes of no advertisements, we do not run ads during the live stream. We only add those mid-run ads once I'm not live to the VOD itself. Uh, If you've enjoyed that, a great way to support what I do is to super chat, super thanks, become a member, gift members, or support some of the sponsors. If you can't do any of those things, uh, then you can just watch as often as possible and then you might get a gifted member when we uh, when we do giftings. So, you bought some coffee? Alright, here, let me say thanks for that. Um, massive. What kind of sauce is that? Okay. That's totally fine. I just didn't recognize it. Another sponsorship opportunity for Raid Shadow Legends. When did you order the coffee, Coral Reefer? Was it earlier? It must have been earlier. Give me one second. Oh, it was earlier. Oh, I shouted it out. I shouted it out if you did it earlier. Okay, last call. Last call for alcohol. We got to go to the member stream. Oop. Closing my hoodie up. Come you don't kiss me like that? <laughs> I've been playing solitaire for at least 20 years. I've never break solitaire. What? You okay today? You sound a little somber. I sound somber. We're getting—I mean, we're getting ready to transition to members. I'm getting ready to eat. Maybe I'm—maybe I'm just kind of winding down. I've—it was actually a crazy, energetic stream. New emote unlock, Lono kiss. Uh, no, no, no. All right, let me—I'm going to send out the alerts for the members-only stream. I was giving you guys a little bit of time in case you wanted to hit that final 10. It's fine that we didn't. That's crazy good. I just, I never wanted to, I never wanted to come in at like the last second. I never, I never wanted to come in at the last second. Second camera angle had great timing. Oh, was my wife in the shot? That's, we're, we're, it's not a big deal. You can, you get, you can see here when we do member streams, but we might have not been paying attention. Oops. He was barely. Couldn't see face. Oh, okay. okay. It's not a huge deal. It's not a huge deal. Uh, all channel members. Okay, if you guys don't want to ride the redirect as members, you can click the link in chat instead, and that will take you to the next stream.
Hey, thanks for clicking on. This is going to be another Thursday Throwdown, which is a member segment. A lot of you might be new members. We had a great week of new gifted members. So if you got this ping or this announcement or this this notification, and you're watching this maybe later. Uh, last week, we played some Call of Duty. I'm not going to be doing that this week. Uh, Thursday Throwdown is an opportunity for me to either play with you guys or showcase some games. Uh, so I'm going to check out maybe uh, some demos in Steam, maybe some PS Plus games. It's also a great opportunity for me to eat my lunch. So welcome on in, members. I'm going to end the previous stream. We looked at all of the great new information coming in about Diablo, uh, the Diablo 4 hands-on gameplay impressions. I'm going to end that stream and bring everybody over. Uh, that that video got 